Welcome everyone to finally another episode of the show. We've got a jam-packed show for you today. For the first time, we've got Wes here in the studios. Super excited about that. Another design for the Astrodome. A look back at when Houston was the epicenter of wrestling. We've got also a myriad of other topics that come in line, like uh, an evening with Fred Durst. I can't wait for you to hear about that. Well, here we are, man. See how I feel. Yeah, flex it up, man. So, uh, it's been a while. So it has been, yeah, way too long. So uh, so glad to, to be back. And, yeah, thanks uh, for having me. It's beautiful down here in beautiful Pearland, Texas. It is, yes. This is the Bat Cave. This is, a, a <laughs> this is the brightest location, cave I've ever so. been in, my friend. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of pears around here. They are. It is the home of the pears, yeah. yeah. I'm not really sure where that comes from or, or what. But, I believe uh, it was a pear breeding ground at one point. I believe that's the case. Oh, like a farm or something? Yeah, like there was a ton of pear trees in this area. And like even where I grew I grew up in Pasadena, there's like tons of pear trees there too. But this huh. was like the concentrated part. From what I understand, I could be completely wrong, but that's what I know. Okay. No, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, that's uh, interesting. Land of pears. <laughs> it is. Funnily enough, I'm not a big fan of pears, but... I like them. Uh, my son loves them. Oh, really? That kid will demolish a pear. My wife also will demolish a pear. Does it need to be raw or out of the can? Either way. Oh. We we get the, like, raw from the store. But we also get canned ones, and he just loves them all. The kid just loves fruit. Oh, you can't beat that? No. Look at you. You're growing a, yeah, a healthy baby. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> No vegetables, though, yeah. So, oh, really? Not big into the vegetables? No. As soon as he realized they were green, and we kept putting this green stuff back on his plate, he's like, ah. It's no go, huh? It's, it's because it's so bland. You know how baby food is. Yeah. I'm sure you eat it all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah love it. Can love I get it. enough? Yeah, that's all nutrition. <laughs> it's so bland. So, like, when he gets this food, and it's sort of, like, spiced, he's like, ah, what is this? Oh, not having it, huh? Nah, because we try and jazz it up for him. And so my wife loves to cook, and she knows that stuff is bland. So she tries to dash it up a little bit, you know. And uh, we give it to him, and he's like, well, all this spice is just too much for me. Especially we do it with vegetables because we know they taste terrible. And so we give it to him, and he's like, look, I like salt, but I don't like that salt. Oh, really? He's sort of picky in that way. But everything else, man, we hide it in like his like uh, cauliflower bites and spinach bites and <laughs> Hide it or conceal? It's actually pretty out there that for him to know. Oh, really? But it just tastes so good. He can't deny it. <laughs> so, uh, and I don't know. They make everything for kids nowadays to eat their vegetables, hide them, cauliflower crust pizzas. Oh, wow. Uh, cauliflower breading on chicken. Like, everything's got cauliflower in it nowadays, it seems like. It is really good for you. Yeah, I love it. You want to be getting in on. Yeah. We actually uh, don't do mashed potatoes too often. We do mashed cauliflower because oh. my wife found an awesome recipe that just tastes just like mashed potatoes. I can't even tell the difference. Oh, nice! And I'm a big mashed potatoes fan. You've had my grandma's mashed potatoes. Oh, I'm assuming <laughs> at some point along the way you have, and uh, they're very good. But these are I can't even tell because yeah. sometimes you do them, and it's like I can tell that this is cauliflower. I don't want to tell. I mean, it doesn't bother me because I like it, but like I want, if I, if I want mashed potatoes and I want to forget that I'm eating cauliflower, I don't want to be able to tell that there's cauliflower in here. And this recipe she found, it's like a lot of garlic, stuff like that, but it just takes all that cauliflower 
kind of deep seated flavor of earthiness of right. cauliflower. Just gets it out. What about uh, where are you at on quinoa? That's fine. I don't mind it at all. Uh, I've never had a quinoa I didn't like. It's a little dry sometimes, but it doesn't bother me. But I also love rice. I love that kind of stuff in general. Oh, nice. Yeah. Big rice guy. Excellent. It's bad for my blood sugar, but I love it. Yeah, it can sit a little heavy on you, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Whatever. No, right. You live once. <laughs> That's what they say, right? <laughs> so, uh, well, awesome. Well, thanks again for uh, coming back here. Uh, yes. For a reminder for everyone. Uh uh, Wes is uh, one of our gurus of sports and uh, also a side aficionado on anything Houston. You seem to kind of have yeah, some I, on that. Yeah, well, I grew up here, so I know there a lot. But I've spent time in other places to get perspective on what it's like to not be in Houston, and I think that provides a pretty good uh, perspective. Oh, nice. Grew up in a you know uh, market where sports was Raiders, A's, um, Niners, uh, Giants, you know, that's what everybody's a fan of over there. Sure. So I was like the lone, lone star flag flying guy. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, it just, you kind of see how other fan bases act and you come back and you're like, yeah, we're very good people. Nice. Compared to like <laughs> Dodgers <laughs> fans and Giants fans. They just are crazy. Over they, there. they get pretty rabid about it, right? Yeah. Look, I love this stuff with a passion. Don't get me wrong. But at the end of the day, I have a son to go home to and, and I, I want to go home and forget about it. Yeah. Um, it, this is, I, I could talk about it all day, but at the same time, it's still a game. I don't get upset. I don't. You know, I don't get upset to the point where I'm breaking stuff. Right. That, that, that's, I've never been that way. And my wife is very glad uh, because she knows I'm into it. But then, you know, a couple of years ago, uh, 2018, we got eliminated by the Red Sox. Oh. We, you know. It was a heartbreaker. Yeah, sure. And especially the Red Sox, especially after we came off of win. I wanted to go back to back. That, I mean, I think we all did. But, oh, yeah. Um, that would have been nice. But, uh, and, and I felt like we had a really good shot. But, uh, you know, we got eliminated. My wife was like, well, is, is that it? And I was like, yeah, that's it. We'll have to try again next year. And she goes, oh, I'm sorry. You're really taking it really well. And I was like, oh, oh well, I don't play the games. Like, I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I've, I know that losing, especially with baseball, losing is part of it. I mean, you can't win every game. Sometimes you luck into losing and winning. So um, I don't get upset. Same thing with football. Uh, when I was in college, probably a little bit more into it. But um, yeah, I don't really get that jazz about it. Like, she said, wow, you're just taking it so well. Let me cook you some mashed potatoes. Yeah. Maybe Bingo. some uh, cauliflower mash oh, as it is. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, that that's it. That, that's how I, I yeah. So I'm, I'll never break anything. I'll never be upset about losing, my team losing. Right. I mean, sure, I'll be upset in a way that it's like, dang, that's a bummer. Right. But, uh, you don't want a limp biscuit. You don't want to break stuff. Yeah. But maybe I want to break stuff. Man, <laughs> I know this is totally off topic. Do you know I met them? You met Limp Bizkit? Oh, yeah. Fred Durst? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. How would you possibly have found an avenue? So I um, I was getting ready to move back to Austin in 2013 with my grandma. We moved at the same time. And um, last thing with my friends was like, hey, <laughs> you want to go see Limp Bizkit in this tiny little venue? Uh, a lot smaller than what I saw you in. Um, probably like 300 people. Oh, wow. And um it sold out, obviously, and <laughs> I would hope. <laughs> I mean, Reno as a music market is very much Limp Bizkit. So, uh, anyway, so we go to the show, and uh, me and three of my friends, and it was awesome. Like thirteen year old me, twelve year old me is just like oh, this yeah, is the best hyped thing up. They ever. are energy fest. They yeah. did not play Nookie because like. It, 
I'll explain. Okay. But uh, but they played some covers. They did like a nice medley cover, like Rage, Marilyn Manson. They did like that their era of music. They just basically took the top songs from their era. Did they just, biscuit it, or they play it pretty straight? It was pretty straight, honestly. Oh, okay. uh, they did Killing in the Name, and they rushed it. Uh, it was awesome. I yeah, remember, that guitarist is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Did so, he have the face? Did he did. He had a get up at that day. Yeah. Um, and this it's gonna be funny when we get to it. So, <laughs> um, and. Uh, so anyway, so obviously I've had some drinks and uh, I go back to the merch table because one of my buddies is a big merch guy every show. And uh, so we go to the merch table and they're selling a like package or whatever to meet and greet. It was before, like now they're super popular, but this was like kind of at the beginning of yeah. meet and greets. And I was like, I'm moving to, you know, Texas. I might not see my friends for many years. Like, let's just go crazy. So I paid for all of us. I don't even remember how much it was. <laughs> I paid it off at this point. So, wow, uh, nice. so we go and we, we go, it's like, yeah, we're going to meet them. And there was only like 20 people, I think maybe 15 even. So after the show, they take us upstairs to this little VIP type area and we're just sitting around talking and um, we know they're going to show up, but we don't know like how or when or what. If they're going to be like, hey, everybody, Limp biscuit, you know, like <laughs> SNL or something. Curtain, yeah. And so I'm just sitting there talking to my buddy, and all of a sudden this like tall figure starts to like walk towards me. And I'm like, somebody's walking over here. And I look over, and it's Wes Borland, the guitarist. Oh, yeah. And he's like, hey, man, I'm Wes. And I was like, I'm also Wes. Oh, this is And he's eerie. like, I like you. He shook my hand. Oh, nice. We BS for a while, and we were just talking about music, you know, how I grew up listening to them, and how, like, I used to have pictures of him on my binder in middle school, and I just, because my name was Wes, and he was, like, the only other Wes I knew at that point. Yeah. So, um, and we were talking about it, and then all of a sudden, this dude just pops his head in our conversation, and it's Fred Durst, and he goes, hey, what the fuck's so interesting over here? And I was, <laughs> I just kind of looked over to my left, and I was like, oh, my God that's freaking Fred Durst. Like just popped his head in our conversation <laughs> to see what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. And turns out me and my friends like hit it off with Fred and, uh, Sam, the, the bassist just hit it off because, uh, well, my roommate used to work at Blockbuster and he's just like all into movies. Oh, nice. So Fred Durst actually has directed some films. He did the uh, soundtrack for that mission impossible one time. Yeah. But he's like directed actual movies. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and we started asking him about his movies. One's really good. And one is just, yeah, it's a very throwaway movie. It's like a kid's movie. And ironically, right? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't see that. Yeah, him, but I know. Yeah. And so we asked him like, Hey, what do you, uh, like, why did you direct this movie? It's like a kid's movie. It's like about a girl who's a quarterback for a football team. Uh -huh. And uh, he was like, yeah, I just did that. Because the, the lead actress in the movie is Ice Cube's daughter. Oh, so okay. he's like, I just did that as a favor to Ice Cube. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so anyway, so we literally hung out with Fred Durst and the rest of the band until they kicked us out at like 3 a.m. <laughs> he he gave us road beers. like, oh, nice. And uh, was like, if you're ever in Jacksonville, he even said it that way. <laughs> uh, come say hey. And it was just like the coolest. Oh, he was wow. so chill. Like, But he appreciated it because we knew his movies. And like, yeah. he didn't necessarily want to talk about like why uh, – you know, why the movies weren't good or whatever. But he just was like, man, you know that I made movies. Like, yeah, yeah. Man, we watched your stuff. And he's like, that's cool. So he definitely took to us. And he sent us home with road beers and um, all this stuff. And he walked us out. It was awesome memory. Uh, what was it? But I did, I was going to circle back to something about it. Ah, man, I forgot. But did you tell him, well, here's a, 
Here's a CD from Dexter Freebish. Yeah, no, no, no Dexter Freebish on hand uh, at that moment. Yeah, but it was just so bizarre. Just like, because when I was 11, 10, 12 years old, I would have never expected to meet those dudes. And they were yeah, just, right? I was all I cared. That was my music at that oh, time. Man. Yeah, they I lit mean, it up. T- prob- TRL. Oh, were, yeah. Like, that was late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Like, there was no one bigger than Limp Biscuit, and, and for me. Yeah, so, no, they killed it, yeah. Yeah, and sure, I was probably too young to be listening to it. But at the same time, it was just like, man, what a nostalgia, like, rush. But they ended up being really cool. We asked them why they didn't play Noki. Uh, and, I think that's what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, right? and we, he was like, to be honest, we just hate the song. We are so sick of playing this song. That's what he says. Yeah, he's like, I just, I've played it so much that all of us just don't want to play it anymore. Wow. So they don't play it. Because we thought it was, was there's one glaring thing that was missing from the set, and it was Anoki, and so we just asked him, because he was being so cool about everything. Yeah. And uh, he's just like, yeah, we don't play that. Maybe he doesn't like Nookie anymore. Maybe. Or he's Maybe he's tired just, of it. just tired of Nookie. Yeah, he wouldn't believe t- this bus. <laughs> <laughs> this bus is in and out every uh, day. I know. But yeah, they, apparently they don't like to play it. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was Curious a, what he would say now if he... Yeah. yeah he would I have mean, to play it if he comes around again. This is... Yeah. So this was about 10 years ago almost. Yeah. So I have no idea at that time. I think they had just released... You know, they sort they faded out pretty quick. Yeah, I think you kind of, yeah. I think they had, were just releasing an album, were about to lease, release an album after a while off or in between yeah. records or whatever. And uh, they were just kind of supporting tour. I mean, obviously, they weren't playing major venues. This was like a $300 or 300 uh, person little, yeah. little, very intimate, but geared for bigger sound, obviously. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that because somebody was talking about uh, Prince, I guess. You know, like he gets summoned over, mm-hmm. and uh, hey, Prince wants to meet you, and so he mm-hmm. goes over there, and and the bodyguard like leans over to the guy, and he's like, hey, uh, you know, Prince, uh, today's twenty five years of you know Purple Rain, mm-hmm. and the guy's like, yeah, that's great, you know, and the bodyguard's like, don't tell me, tell him, <laughs> points to Prince, you know, and it's like, and it is, and so I guess he tells him, he's like, hey, man, you know, really love, and I guess Prince was like, really, you really do like, you genuinely like, it? you think it's a good. And uh, yeah, I think it's just you know sometimes everybody needs a nice attaboy or, yeah, or you sure. know, a great job or yeah you know and especially from your fans I would imagine like it yeah. probably I mean it's weird to get in the head of a celebrity we could probably do a whole podcast on that yeah like I don't I don't I couldn't handle it I it's just they they are so they're they're given so much praise and just like positive that at some point you have to feel like they know that people are just blowing smoke up their ass. Right. Like, so then you become jaded and then like, what if you actually did something that was awesome? Would you believe that you did it? Yeah. <laughs> because it everybody, does become a, a you're, mind you're game, so yeah. used to being told that you're great, you're rich, you're famous, all this stuff, you know, and then you perform your art and it's people tell you, it's like, but is it really that good? Or are these people just being yeah. inauthentic? No, no, no. You I, should I, definitely do Sharknado. That's going to be a great movie. Yeah. The sixth iteration of Sharknado? <laughs> you should definitely oh, man. The one. best one yet. <laughs> I've read the script. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be a game changer. Yeah. It's a revolutionary curve. Jump on. Got it. I don't even know what. what how do you outdo Sharknado? I don't know. I don't want to. Yeah. Shark, uh, Shark Storm. That's like the same. Shark freeze, maybe. Ooh, the how do kinda, you, like right before they bite somebody, they just, just freeze. Just freezes. Sorry, but so, anyway, so yeah. cool. 
we could talk about stuff forever. I just yeah, no, I that's love what we're here to do. Combo. Just chit chat and uh, I love long you, you mentioned combo. about the IV stuff. What is that again? Liquid like, IV. Yeah, yeah, it's just a hydration thing. I heard about it on Joe Rogan. Works really well. Um, like I'm hydrated within maybe like three hours of drinking it. I think IV is that needles. Yeah, it's not a needle though. It's uh, just a powder. It's just called Liquid IV. Is the branding? It's so powder, they, but it's called. Liquid, liquid IV. IV. Okay. Yeah. I'm, try, I'm trying to get my IV, head around yeah. this. Yeah. The name is like a double entendre. Oh, Got to really think about yeah. it. And, uh, yeah, it's just a powder, like, you know, electrolyte packet, essentially. Okay. It's a little high on the sugar, um, mm. but it does what it needs to do for me because I'm out, you know, installing stuff, out in, the, in and out of the van all day. Sometimes I'm in very hot places mm. and I'm just drenched in sweat. Some days are easy, but... Yeah. A lot of those sweaty days. And um, if I'm not hydrated, dude, I know. I notice. I'm just really? sluggish. I irritable? Not irritable, but I get, I don't sleep as well. I don't mm. sleep well anyway, but I sleep worse. Uh, but I just move slower. I don't want to get up. I just feel more lazy and just ugh, lethargic. <laughs> but then, you know, so I do one, of the, one or two of these a day okay. in, in the morning. Um, and it pretty much keeps me, because I drink probably about five of these a day. And, yeah, yeah. And that's a pick. That's yeah. one of those double flasks. That's a 40, yeah. Yeah, it's so, a 40. Yeah. So I try <laughs> to drink as much water. And it all came from living up there. Like, you just have to work really hard to keep yeah. yourself hydrated. So I just got used to it. Nice. Yeah. Beer and water, my main things I drink. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> Beer is probably the... Not liquid IV. That's yeah, a that's the opposite. Vacuum IV. That's when I know I'm not going back out to work. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so we got a handful of things to talk about. There's uh, obviously we want to check in with the Astros. We sure. obviously uh, want to check in with the NFL. We're getting uh, close to uh, training camp time. Um, let's see. We want to check in with the Olympics, get some Olympic action. But the first yeah. thing that I want to talk about have you heard that the Astrodome is now back on the radar again? No. No, this has so, got to be pretty new then. Uh, this is, I just heard it last night. So somebody, an architect, wants to take another swing at making the Astrodome relevant again. Okay. And what they want to do is, uh, wait for it, they want to strip all the, the facade off and get it down to the metal you know, the steel, I guess mm -hmm. steel is probably a better word, down to the steel structure. So keep it open. And then they want to create like a little spiral from the butt that goes around it and that people would, you know, do a little jogging trail all the way up to the top of the Astrodome. And it's all open. And then they also want to do a negative edge, like a see-through swimming pool as well uh -huh. that also juxtaposes. And it'll just be this great place for concerts and and whatever else. And, like an uh, entertainment, like a multi-use complex type of place? Yeah, I, th I think they use words like two to three hundred million. I mean, it would cost like, yeah. it cost some bank. Well, so I think that, the, that a lot of people in, in Houston, as being that person, one of those and you as well, like we're all attached to that building if you're a sports fan in general. Mm. Uh, but even non-sports fans in Houston, they're like, yeah, the Astrodome's down there. Like people know about that. It was the first thing of its kind. Yeah. So we're all really attached to it. That being said, so I've seen it go away. I've seen people try and save it, not save it, get rid of it, Katrina, all that stuff. Sure. I'm kind of been on the fence lately. Um, when they voted to sort of tear it down, I wasn't living here, so I didn't really have a say in the matter. Now, if I was living here, I would have voted to keep it, but 
it doesn't matter if the voters choose that it's time to take it down. It's time to take I think it down. They, they've chosen twice. But yeah, it's like two or three down, times. So yeah. like, what are we doing here? Uh, I don't. And then I think they believe they made it a, a Texas landmark, historical landmark. I think somebody. So now you a, can't tear it down to an extent. You have without to, major approval, major something. Yeah. Uh, because I know that any Texas landmark, it's impossible to get it taken away yeah. like, or torn down unless it naturally falls down or something like that. Uh, um, but. I'm I keep it open. Do do whatever you want to do to keep it open. My connections with it are so I've lived with Minute Maiden Park as my home park longer than I lived with the Astronome. At yeah, this point. that's a great one. So, you know, like I, for as much as I, I still sometimes feel like I'm not old enough to truly appreciate the Astrodome because see, I started going to the games in like 92. So I got about eight years of Astrodome. Whereas, you know, my dad was born the year it was built, so 65. So there's 30 years almost of, yeah. of history that I wasn't around for. So I'm not as attached to it as some. I love the imagery of the Astrodome. Like, I love driving into town as a kid. Like, I have a lot of memories driving past, uh, you know, 610 or going to Astroworld. The Blister. Yeah. Right? Like, Didn't they call it the Blister? I'm not sure it, if that was a yeah. formal name. or a... It's probably just around here. Yeah. And and uh, going to Astroworld and just always seeing the Astrodome across the way. And then, oh, you know, yeah, true. Yeah. You know, so, uh, but, you know, I did other things there, monster trucks, rodeo, uh, all, all right. that I stuff. I did the Mr. Pibb Supercross. Yeah, like, we did it all. <laughs> so. <laughs> all right, thank you. Sorry, that's my recall of a <laughs> of the Supercross day. event. Yeah. Right. Um, so, cool. If they want to keep it going, great. I, I think Houston as a whole um, if you're from here, you're cool with that. If you're not from here, you probably don't understand. <laughs> yeah. And also, know. is that is that space going to be teared down? What are you going to do with that? Like, if you're going to do something productive or cool with it, I think that that land deserves that. That's my opinion. So if you're going to tear it down, put something there to commemorate that. Like uh, when I went to Yankee Stadium in uh, the Bronx, the old or the new Yankee Stadium, they still have the home plate in the parking lot of New Yankee Stadium. Mm. So it's kind of preserved. They need to do something like that. I, I, I'm totally cool with that. Yeah. Tear it down, but don't let people forget that there's a lot of history baked into this sort of spot. So maybe we need to build a Fingers Furniture? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, a gallery. It's a gallery. A gallery furniture, because yeah. the old Fingers had the home plate Yeah, yeah. some of their stadium. I remember that, though. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was But, fun. you know, that's my, my only ask. Now, whatever they do with it, do it. Yeah. So I'm on the other side. I think, uh, I think, yeah, it's time has passed. Sure. And, uh, you know, I don't blame you one sometimes bit. Sometimes you got to, you know, let go of things. I, I do admire, I, I was a little off put, you know, by stripping it down and, and just making this frame, but it almost kind of makes it kind of like a halo. Like you're saying, mm -hmm. if you want to keep the remembrance of it, you yeah. can kind of do it this way, but still make it architecturally interesting sure. and, and, uh, and make the space still usable. usable. Like I'm a big rodeo fan. Yeah. And, and I, for me, I just hate like going around the Astrodome all yep. the time, and yep. and I hate the eyesore that it's become, and I don't want it to be, you know, something it just that, sits there. Yeah, I don't want it to be something that we've got to tear down because it's coming down. I mean, I yeah. don't know how much you know cost. I'm not sure to keep it to up. keep it up. I don't. Did they even turn it on? Like, I don't even know. If, does it turn on? Yeah, I don't like know. the AC. Does any of that even work? I have no idea. You don't know if they had the little. Remember the. Uh, Whenever they would hit the home run, they would oh like, <laughs> yeah the the soundboard yeah this <laughs> yeah no yeah they, that would I, be awesome that would be cool the original 
oh, soundboard because yeah. it got smaller. By the time I came along, it was smaller. Oh, really? So yeah, so they used to have the full. Yeah, we go from yeah first to third base. Pretty much, you like would a, see that shooting star across the whole outfield, right? <laughs> yeah. When I was a kid, they didn't have it like that. Oh, okay. And uh, but I've seen pictures and video. Yeah, but, that's and, cool. And it was cool. They were selling parts of that video board for a while. I thought oh, I'd nice. get some. Um, I follow a Twitter account. Oh gosh, I don't want to forget it i'll try and figure it out but he's like used to be he actually just stepped down from his position he's an astros historian that worked for the team oh nice yeah, yeah like, talk about a dream job. yeah his, name's, his name is mike acosta right. and um he basically has been with the team since like 95 or earlier and basically he just takes artifacts from the games authenticates them uh and then he builds like little replicas of the old astrodome oh, wow. he's like a very oh, we you know, gotta, yeah, yeah we gotta yeah, talk to that yeah guy. I'll, I'll send you his at when i find it yeah uh, let's get him uh, getting him on the show would be awesome i, I would assume yeah, that would be huge. but yeah he like bought some some lights from the original board and they light up still and so oh, wow. he posted it on twitter a while back so if I just, love that stuff, so I was following around. <laughs> so he does some chores around the house. Uh, yeah. Chores <laughs> are done in the kitchen. Let's the gun. Do, do, do. <laughs> Laundry's <laughs> done, honey. Let's celebrate. <laughs> oh, awesome, man. man. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, well, let's definitely try to get him on. Yeah, I'll so, send you his app. So we'll see. I think it's early stages of uh, this particular thing, and... Uh, you know, I would, again, I, I commend them for. I would imagine that person's not from here, though. Uh, I think they're yeah, they're two yeah. kind of architect mm-hmm. gurus. That, yeah, you because know. the idea in general, like you don't live here. If yeah. you propose like a truly huge outdoor, like workout space. Yeah, it took the guy six months just to build the replica, like <laughs> of what the thing is, and I think it's all like uh, spec. I mean, I don't think mm-hmm. anybody's. Nothing you know, particular. Paying them. It, yeah. they, at least they didn't say in the article that it didn't seem like, mm-hmm. you know, somebody's like. It's all like prototyped in uh, a way. Well, you, no, no, no. You can see it. Uh, like it's, it's, you know, it's a real deal. Like, okay. you know, some guy, yeah, it took him six months to, like, you know. <laughs> it's like a little diorama. <laughs> just, just see him with this little. <laughs> you <were> the little <laughs> shoebox dioramas. That's what I think of when you, you go. When you yeah, say Mike, that. Mike, you may have something else on your hands coming right? your way. <laughs> no, no doubt. Would be diagram of what it would be. <laughs> So, uh, so cool. So yeah, look out for that. Be on the the catch up for that. Sure. Uh, so uh, so let's get to the real the uh, uh, which we call cauliflower mashed potatoes and the meat of uh, nice. Houston Astros. Where are we at with the Astros, Wes? Well, things are going well. Uh, just came off the All Star break a little while ago. Oh, nice. Do we have uh, some good representation? There? No, we had zero. That's why I didn't watch. Literally. Well, so we had guys who were chosen, but they all part- or chose not to participate. A COVID uh, or what are they? What are uh, they? So Correa, he just found out he's going to be a dad. So I think he was just going to take time with his wife. Um, Altuve said he's nursing an injury. And I'm not sure of, I believe it was Brantley and Presley were the other two. And I think Brantley just decided not to go, and Presley, I think, had something else. I didn't hear their excuses. It's pretty, uh, pretty much the pinnacle of your career is being chosen for the All Star. I mean, is it for some of them? I would say yes. Um, endorsements. I mean, just the accolades. You know, mano a mano with your here's peers. where I like. I see your point. Like, it's it's cool um, to do. But Altuve's been there. Brantley's been there. Presley hasn't been there. I don't think. And then. Um, Correa's been there. 
So I can't really speak from their perspective, but the way I kind of look at it is like, I don't blame them uh, for two reasons. Uh, one is the game doesn't mean anything and Korea is playing for a contract. So I wouldn't go out and want to get meaninglessly hurt. Oh, he's up for renewal. For yeah. Some, yeah. Uh, he's coming into a big deal. So like, let's just get that extra rest and make sure I'm ready to go to keep playing as well as he has been. And then Altuve, I wouldn't doubt if he was really hurt, but also at the same time, <laughs> this is the other reason is that the, uh, the MLB in general has just allowed the Astros to become the scapegoat of everything cheating. Uh, and I still a cloud. Huh? Oh yeah, for oh, okay. sure. For that. sure. Yeah. Um, not that it's a cloud to how we play because we're wrecking the game right now. I mean, we're I'm sure top, man. I hear that three trash teams. can bounce yeah. three times. Man, <laughs> yeah, I hear right. it. <laughs> we embrace it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think part of it, I think part of it, I think there's probably some legitimacy to their reasons for not going, but I think there is a little piece of them that are like, no, we don't want to be or take part in something for an organization that let us basically get smeared for no reason, really, Altuve especially. Um, There's data out there via Baseball Prospectus, which is a uh, baseball website. One of the writers actually... Di- uh, watched every tape of the trash cans, diagnosed it, looked, analyzed it, and said, you know, this player had this many bangs and this many at-bats. And, um, By bangs, you mean trash cans? Yes, yeah, yes. Okay. And, and uh, trash can bangs compared to at-bats and how many times they used it and the outcomes of those at-bats. It's very long. But um, in that data, it shows that Jose Altuve actually used it the least of every single player that he could document in this data. So but what about when you wait when he did use it? Like he, wait, like he w, only, you he, know, when you wait the average of oh, when you, maybe he only used it no, once, but he, it just happened to be for that grand slam he, home run. And no, it, I think, I believe it was just like a single up mm-hmm. the middle. Uh, I believe there was like, it was like less than five times that he actually uh, succeeded with a bang a trash can bang. And, but then you, I've actually watched old video now that this has kind of come out. He didn't want to use it. Uh, similar to Tony Kemp, who is no longer with the team. I think he's in Oakland now. Uh, he didn't want to use it either. And they have the lowest amount of trash can bangs in the data. So, um, he, but taking all that away, Jose Altuve was already a, you know, a batting champ. MVP, well, he won MVP that year, but he was an MVP contender. He had already been an all-star. He had hit, you know, yeah, I think he had three or four years consecutive 200-plus hits. I mean, he's a legitimate superstar and a real talent, but the cloud of five years ago now just hangs over him. Five years? Yeah, almost, yeah. It'll be 17, 2022. From the time they started or the time they got caught? Oh, from the time they got caught, it's only been about a year, okay. year and a half. Yeah, that's, that's okay. Yeah. Hopefully. And so, but people just, they you're still cheating. How can you be playing this well? So, and the MLB, we all know. They know, and anybody who keeps up with the game will tell you that they were not the only team doing something like that. They were the only team that had somebody rat them out or expose them for doing it. But Manfred himself has come out, Commissioner Manfred has come out and said, we know that there were questions about other teams. Like we, we do. And, yeah. But that seems to not matter in the, in the grand scheme of narrative to the national media, especially. Uh, so they basically just continue to kind of insinuate that Altuve is still cheating, that we're still cheating without outright saying it. 
the media won't outright say it. Right. Um, but, you know, people listen to those people and they think that... Yeah, it didn't take much you know, to yeah, plant right. that seed. I mean, yeah. it's, we're living in an age where a blatant lie is true, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, so cancel you, culture. It's easy to just kind of just, yeah, say, you can yeah. make up anything you want. Yeah. And so I think there's the reason why that's part of why he did not want to contribute because he's going to go to this game. He's going to get booed for no reason, no good reason to boo that guy. They're still getting booed. Oh God. Everywhere. Oh, wow. The, the uh, at, there's videos on the internet, especially on Twitter of Yankees fans chanting, fuck Altuve. Mm. But they're playing the Phillies. Oh wow! Or they're playing uh, the Mets. They they literally this is just all over the. They don't. They just assume that this is all true. Yeah, they don't yeah. care to look up the data that I referenced. Sure, they don't want to. So I don't blame him. I don't blame Altuve and Correa, especially because they've been the sort of Altuve being the A target. Correa speaking up against all this stuff became a target himself. Um, so I don't blame them for sitting it out. Because they're going to yeah. go to the game and get booed by people who don't know what they're talking about or don't understand that, like, they're just sick of it, I, I would assume. I can't speak for them. This yeah, is just all, I hear what you're saying, yeah. but I mean, I know it's tough because you see the whistleblowers and the, sure. the, what happens to them and, mm -hmm. you know, politics and all that stuff. Yeah. And mm -hmm. It just seems like they could have uh, been a little bit more proactive, I don't know, deep throat, you know, meet somebody in the... Uh, I I think that I think that there's about three hours worth of time that we could spend on my <laughs> my yeah. opinions as to what how this happened, what happened, um, why we're in this position, really? how we could have avoided this position, but it all comes down to a player being spurned by a team and yeah. spilling the beans. What? Uh, oh, because I guess there was that player that did yeah. spill the beans mm -hmm. and become that. Yep. Yeah, he's the only person ever go on record to say that. And where is he now? He's in Oakland, but he won't play against us. <laughs> oh, really? Mike Fires, yeah. He, oh, okay. He, uh, Is he having a, a good career? Nah, he's very middle of the road. Like, he was fine with us. He threw no hitter 2015 or 16. Wow. Um, but with us, had an okay, you know, run with us. But uh, there was about a six-week period in 2017 where he kind of was like the anchor of the rotation. Keichel was hurt. Verlander, I don't think we had even gotten yet. Um, so, And that was what we needed that year was pitching. It was all about pitching. And we didn't make a deal at the deadline for pitching, and the team had noticed that that didn't feel like they were going for it because we had a great team, which we did. Obviously, we won the World Series. but um, And Mike Fires kind of carried our rotation for about a month, month and a half. So my guess is, this is all just speculative on my, on my end, is that he wasn't on the World Series roster. He was on the team, but he was not on the active roster, so he couldn't be used in the World Series. Mm. Um, I think if I could guess and with the way this guy's behaved lately, um, he felt spurned by them. That was enough. Huh? Yeah. That was enough for him. He still got his ring. He still got everything. The notoriety. He's got, yeah. Got some paychecks. I'm sure it got him another job a hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, but I guess he wanted to be on the field or something about yeah. Yeah, and, and I don't, there's a part of me as a former, you know, player, even though I didn't play, a long time. There's a part of you that wants to do that, I would assume. And uh, but still, he decided that he was going to be the guy, and he spilled the beans to an athletic writer, the athletic writer, um, and the rest is kind of history. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that's kind of the player's perspective. Yeah. Um, now I know shortly thereafter there was a lawsuit by some ticket holders that said, you know, we feel gypped and we want our money back. 
And then uh, about a month or two ago, I think they finally made the verdict that uh, they did not have a case, mm-hmm. that it was, you know. Oh, this is from 2017, right? Yeah, this yeah. is from, yeah, mm-hmm. a group. I'm not sure who, but there were season ticket holders I, that somehow wanted their this. money back yeah. for the last five years of, hey, we were duped. and We paid. feel like we got chipped out of legitimate play or something. Yeah, but the yeah. court's ruled in favor of the Astros or, you know, yeah. not having to pay that. And, yeah, good. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, you prob- they probably went to the games. I mean, it, it's all just recouping money at that point. Yeah. Any reason to try and get something for free? That's what that sounds like to me. Yeah. Like, they probably, A, went to the games, B, enjoyed the games, got all the promotions that come along. Because when you're a season ticket holder, you're guaranteed bobbleheads, giveaways. Oh, the old bobblehead yeah. gets guaranteed. You're, you're guaranteed I stuff. I should be a season. I love bobbleheads. Yeah. No, man. <laughs> Pricing, bobbleheads, <laughs> eBay, dude. Yeah, you got some, I see, I see a couple. There's a couple right yeah. there. One's, one one kind of looks like me a little bit. So. Yeah, a little bit. You could <laughs> flip those on eBay for hundreds of dollars. Oh wow! You, I mean, you wait in line, you get one, and then I could go straight to eBay and sell it for forty, fifty bucks. I got it for free. It's free money. Oh. But so as a season ticket holder, you get all that stuff for free anyway. Oh okay. They're guaranteed. Whereas I have to wait. Right. As a non-season I have to ticket holder. Right, well. yeah. As a non-season ticket holder. So, good. I'm glad. But also, to kind of piggyback up your point, uh, there was a pitcher that tried to sue the Astros for saying that they ruined his career. Uh, his name's Mike Bolsinger. Yeah. He st- actually took the Astros to court, said that them using the system or quote-unquote cheating um, forced him to retire or kept him out of the, uh, his performance against the Astros was the sole reason why he got sent down and never got brought up again, which is a lot of BS. He got thrown out, which well, what, what I fully expect him. He was complaining that his performance was hampered. I mean, it seems yeah. like the, mm-hmm. you cheat in order to get a leg up technically. I mean, how was he hampered he, or did he claim he was hampered? He claimed that the system, the cheating system that the Astros used cost him money AKA career in baseball more. He, he fit, felt in his opinion, and it was definitely pretty much only his opinion that he would have been a productive major league pitcher. Had he never faced the Astros in oh, 2017. He was not an Astro. No, no. Oh. So basically he's wow, saying that's that, an interesting yeah, take on it. Yeah. So, but it got thrown out like, uh, and rightfully so. I mean, that guy was a very, very bad pitcher. Like, I just went and referenced all of his stats a little while ago to somebody, and it was like he had never had an ERA under four and a half, five. <laughs> He's a reliever, journeyman guy. He wasn't a highly touted prospect. He His minor league numbers were very middle of the road. So I think he was just digging for gold, man. But it seems like you could, if that guy did go through all the trash can bangs, it sure. seems like you could say that there's yeah. a trash mm-hmm. can bang, yep. and he dinged me. Yeah, probably, but I don't, from a career perspective. Yeah, this one game, maybe. One, exactly. I think he only had like maybe five appearances, less than five appearances against the Astros, and some of them weren't in 2017. So like, but you look at the whole scope yeah. of his career. <laughs> Come on, bro. That sounds like Jackie Childs called yeah. him up and said, you, man, you, we got a case here. You were not going <laughs> to win this. Like, I didn't think he was going to win it, and it got thrown out. Okay. And good, because... People just want to try and hang on to that. Yeah, it's a, it's a slippery slope because you do want someone to take accountability and totally. someone to, totally. you know, be harmed. But, you know, again, usually what happens again in politics, they mm-hmm. get rid of AJ and then a couple other people. Luno maybe. as well, GM. Yeah. yeah. And I think, are they now coaching again or where no, are they? So the punishment was 
Ha- well, so the punishment was uh, we lost our first two rounds of draft picks, I believe two rounds, for 20 and 21. And then we got like a, I think it was like $5 million, $2 million fine. And that was the quote-unquote punishment handed down by the league. However, I personally think that they strong-armed us into firing A.J. Hench and Jeff Luno. Sure. But that was not, according to what we know, on the record, that was not required. That was something done by Jim Crane himself. Um, that was that was the punishment. So people were punished. The team was punished. Now the players were not punished and that's the big gripe, but they were also protected by the players union. And had they not gotten that protection, they would have never said a word the, they would have never admitted anything. They would have never even spoken to the media. Oh, I see what you're saying. They would have yeah, never yeah. came out and said, we did it. Had they not been granted protection in an agreement with the players union and the league. Did, uh, does the front office take any blame, or did they say that they were rogue down there in the dugout? So, from what I understand, I mean, they're under a whole new regime now. I don't think very many people were even rolled over to the new guy, okay, uh, James Click. But um, I believe there, there's one person who is in the podcast world, actually, who worked for us during that time. And I think he feels bad, but he wasn't involved in that nuts and bolts. He was on the scouting side. So, uh, he's never really owned or said he knew about it, but he wasn't punished. Now I can't speak for anybody else in the front office cause no one's ever really talked about it. I know Alex Cora, who's now the manager of the Red Sox. I mean, he's quote unquote, the architect from everything we know. He's the uh, suspect zero. Yeah. That's what they think. Um, and he, and if, ironically, you go 17, we won the World Series. He becomes a manager of the Red Sox. In 2018, they win the World Series. Okay. And they were murmured to and, be trash can. Well, so they are, actually got caught. It was uh, So they got caught like two years before with Apple Watches relaying signs. And they got in trouble for that. Uh, that seems a little bit more. More hip than yeah. trash cans. Right. Let's well, just keep it simple. Because the big thing is tech. That's the big thing in baseball right now. Is oh, tech. yeah, yeah. So that's the money ball. You have what your wearable tech now. Oh, um, okay. Like, for example, now that I have a son and I've sort of looked into the future a little bit because I want him to play if he wants to, is they have like things you put on the end of your bat that track your bat speed, your swing path, your launch angle, all this stuff. And so the pros are just using that. So wow, the, the I haven't big, heard anything about that. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. They have, um, you know, stuff that they wear that, uh, like, basically say, like, what your arm angle is when you release the ball. Like oh, come on. How your shoulder is formed. They have cameras in every stadium that literally just focus on the ball. And they tell you the the angle of the ball left, the speed, you know, they talk about exit velo, yeah. like all that stuff. Like it's just everywhere. Physics, tech, it's all in baseball. Basically baseball went from like 1925 to 2045. <laughs> you have a bat and a ball. Yeah. And now you got it pretty quickly. So, wow. so that was why I, I think that the Astros use trash cans and trash can banging, so to speak to subvert the, cause it was a very vague rule at the time. Uh, was you can't use technology to your advantage. Mm. Oh, after the Apple Watch. Right, yeah. You can't use technology. So stealing signs has always been a part of the game. I mean, you kind of watch from second base. 
and you're right. like, you can relay that. That's apparently fair game. Is all that tech going on during the game or just a practice? Both. Interesting. Because yeah. I could see loading up on tech at practice, but I would think mm-hmm. that the game... Yeah, they limit would... they limit what you can do now. They didn't before. Uh, but yeah, you they, they use it both. Uh, now, have you ever heard of a whoop? Um, every time like a dish or something falls at Texas A&M, I, <laughs> I've heard it. No, it's like a thing you wear around your arm and it like measures your uh, vitals like at all times. Oh, like, wow. Players are wearing those like all the time. How come that's not showing up in every day? I've never seen any of that. Uh, I think it's pretty new. Well, you and I, old Joe Schmoes, you know, podcast, you know, Steve and podcast Wes, we don't get access to that kind of stuff. We're not cool enough yet. Is it because it's dollars or it's just not accessible? Do- dollars. Oh, okay. And probably some accessible, but mostly dollars. Yeah. I, I mean, think- I hear wearables are... They're coming in for sure. Yeah. I mean, it all started with Fitbit and Apple Watch, but now they're just taking it to another level. Um, you know, specialization on the tasks that you perform in baseball. So, yeah, it's So everywhere. do you have your, uh, your uh, not conspiracy theory, but your, your negative Nancy's that eventually that arm would move up enough to catch the ball or lower enough to, you know, get it in the yeah. scoop? I mean, is that sure. kind of where... I, I think... The, the wearable tech in that regard is mostly for pitchers because um, you're always trying to repeat your arm action. Right. If you have a repeatable delivery, you're generally in good shape. Um, if you're athletic, you can repeat your delivery, but you can still hone that in if you're not perfect. So a good example is uh, Lucas Giolito. He pitches for the White Sox. Right. He changed his like complete arm action as he threw already a very highly touted prospect, super, super good, but he just didn't quite have it when he came up. So he went to the, you know, he went to the lab, so to speak. And, uh, they found that he, the way he was releasing the ball was just allowing pit, uh, hitters to pick up on it sooner, what? which is the key, which is the key. Cause like you a blink of an eye. Cause that's all you have. And so what he did was he changed his, like how he throws essentially to hide the ball just a tick longer. And he's thrown a no hitter since then. He almost won a, uh, a, he may have even won the Cy Young or got, he was in a top three Cy Young voting. Um, Now he's a top 10 pitcher in baseball. Is that tech? I mean, that seems like a coach that's like, man, I'm seeing that from a mile away. It's combined. No, it's, it could be so subtle that you don't notice, but older coaches with a ton of experience might see it. But to the untrained eye, sometimes it's that small of a change. I had no idea all that was going on. I'm just looking for the kiss cam. Yeah. Same. (laughs) Now I like the Lion King cam. What's the Lion King? It's, it's where you hold. Like, we're not going to take my son to a game for a while, but I want oh, I want oh, to sure. for this. And and it, it, you basically hold up your kid up to the screen like they hold up Simba in oh. Lion King. That's my favorite. <laughs> I hope nobody's doing that on the front row of the top. The, deck. Yeah, for <laughs> section four thirty five. Probably not. Yeah, not too good to do. Yeah. So uh, that was a really long winded way to talk about why I think. You know, the Astros didn't participate in the All-Star game. Um, it, I just think that they're more focused on winning this year than I think ever. Uh, this crew of guys especially, because I think they have a lot to prove. They, they you know, Obviously, we won in 17. No one's ever going to take that from us. But 18, we fell short. 19, we should have won the World Series. I mean, one bad pitch. We're Take that away. We're World Series champs. Yeah. And then last year... 
I think we wanted to be better, but it wasn't a, it wasn't a real season to me. 60 games is not a true indicator of how good a baseball team is. So now we're all fully rested up. We're ready to go. We jumped right into the season, put our heads down, forget all that noise, and look at how well we've been playing. Uh, I think moving Altuve to the, the number one spot, letting Springer go, as I talked about the last time I was on the show. Yeah, yeah I think you it, called that, yeah. It was the right move, and, and he's – played in less than 50 games like he's been hurt and he got like a dream con- like yeah. one of those six 125 six 150 something like that but he's That's he was hurt key. for like the first two and a half months of the year he's getting paid on that oh yeah it's all guaranteed in baseball wow. you, you don't ever miss out on anything unless there's a clause in your contract or something wow. but uh yeah it's all guaranteed so that was a that was the right move so this kind of core of guys is they're just ready to go. We have Jordan a little bit, you know, a little healthier now. Um, and he's, even though he's slumping a little bit, he's still that threat that I truly don't think we had. Even in 17, we didn't have that guy that, dude, that guy's going to blow one out of the park any any minute. He he literally looks like he fouls balls off and they go out. Like, it just, that's what it looks like. It's just pure man strength. Love this ball. Yeah, yeah. He's, he kind of reminds me of Pedro Serrano. Like, oh, he, nice. he really does. Like, he's from Cuba, everything. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, he's, he, he, but he can hit curveball. Um, and uh, so, yeah, this team, this is just, they're ready to go. They want to prove. I know McCullers does. I know Altuve does. I know that Correa has a lot to play for. So we, we're literally on a crash course for the playoffs right now. Um, so are they still, uh, you know, high-fiving and they're, they're having fun in the dugouts like they used to do? Or is so, that yeah, that's a good too? question because I don't see a lot of it. Yeah. Um, I think that they're a little bit more mature. At least is our, our core is a little more mature. Uh, Bregman's been hurt. So we haven't seen much of him, and he kind of brings a little bit of that energy. Yeah, kinda, yeah. yeah. Uh, so maybe when he comes back a little bit, but no, man, they, they've been very uh, stick to our business. We know we're good. Yeah. Um, and the, maybe they're just getting older, and they can't. I, I think it's how a mature. Five. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Breckman was an elbow. Yeah. He was an elbow. Oh, yeah. Forearm for that guy. Down. Do, low. do you stare? Do I stare? <laughs> who st- who does the stare? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We're gonna stare left, right. Yeah. Who who are we staring at this time? Yeah. yeah. I'm okay with that, though. I mean, I love the swagger. I love the bravado. Yeah. But at the same time, I love it when it, they just know they're good. It doesn't matter what you say. And that seems to be what they're doing now. This huh? year, that that seems to be the MO of the team. And lackluster bullpen is, oh, the, is, the, yeah. other, is the other signature. So. Charlie Carfeld or whatever. Remember when he would like... Uh... He would come in and be all spazzy and just, ah! Yeah, that was back in the day. <laughs> that was, man. Yeah. That was good. So, but, uh, yeah, we have trade deadline coming up uh, okay. this week. You got anybody you got your eye on? Well, I would imagine we're going to move for at least one or two pitchers. Uh, that that would be my move of preference. Uh, the big name out there that I've heard kicked around is Craig Kimbrell. He's the closer for the Cubs um, at the end of a contract. You know, it's going to take a very high price, uh, I just don't know. The, yeah. What's oh. up with the, the guy whose uh, wife's a supermodel? There's a lot of them. Well, the one that plays for the Astros. Oh, Verlander. Yeah, is he still a thing? He's hurt. He's rehabbing Tommy John surgery. Uh, he's also like 38, which is to go through Tommy John at 38. It's a, you know, it's a big yeah. deal. Um, catching lap- up on his selfies. How's he doing on that? Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> They've got a young daughter. He does post pictures of uh, okay. them doing stuff. But he's been rehabbing uh, fairly hard, from what I understand. And last I checked, there's an outside shot he could return in a very limited role at the end of this year, possibly in time for the playoffs. Starter, reliever? No one knows. 
Where would you put him? Reliever. Easily. Just because he doesn't have the minutes? Yeah. I, I would say you want to protect him as much as possible if he, in the case he does come back. Is he going to retire in Astro? Has he got no. other places mm-hmm. to go? My guess is he goes back to Detroit. This is last year here. Uh, I think he's going to go back to Detroit. They've got a nice young pitching staff up there that mm. he can mentor. He loves Hinch, from what I understand. Um, and oh, because yeah, yeah, that, that's the Astros coach. Yeah, he's back Tigers, out on the field yeah, now? Yeah, he's with the Tigers now. Yeah, you oh, said wow. they get rehired. Hinch did. Okay. Um, he's with the Tigers, and they're playing well right now. Credit to him. I miss him as a manager. I like Baker, too. He's a little wild card. but uh, Yeah, he was. I always liked Hinch, too. I mean, that, that's why I think it, it kind of blindsided people with the whole— the scandal, because he definitely seemed like a straight shooter of, you know, yeah, we just suck today. Um, <laughs> we're going to get him, you know, kind of Ted Lasso, you know? Yeah. Like well, of- I haven't seen Ted Lasso, but I sort of know his personality. I heard it's really oh, good. Oh, you got to watch yeah. Ted Lasso. People do tell you, me I would love do it. Do you have Apple TV? I do. Oh, yeah, I, I do. please do yourself a favor, watch season one. Mm-hmm. And then they just started season two yeah, yesterday. I've so. heard it's really good. It's all, it's very inspiring. It's, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's back to those movie days, kind of like, uh, what was a Robert the Natural? Oh, you know, sure. When you just get those moments, that yeah. are just visceral. If here yeah. it comes down to this kick, and yeah, you get body chills. And yeah, because he's a he's a football coach, an American football coach that goes to Europe and then coaches soccer. Is that that is, is correct. Yeah, yeah. some yeah. say football there. Yeah, yeah so well, yeah, they call it football. Yeah, in England they say football. But he has a yeah, just a great slant on. I'll uh, definitely life check that and, out. And uh, good philosophies, and and they do it really in a in a not like a mighty duck way. They kind of oh, do it. Well, in a, what's wrong with that? Well. Sorry, that, I mean, I guess not. In a, I mean, it's definitely saccharine. I mean, I definitely cry a few times. You know, so. I love Mighty Ducks. Man. Okay, so, well, you're gonna love this one. Then. <laughs> I was like wearing my Fulton Reed jersey yesterday. <laughs> awesome, um, but yeah, I'll check that out for sure. Yeah, yeah. Let's definitely debrief on that next time. Yeah, definitely. It's amazing. Um, what uh, another show? If you want to talk sports shows, yeah. did you ever watch? Uh, it's Hank Azaria, and he's like the baseball announcer. It was on IFC for a while. I forget the name. It's like a one-word name. Anyway, Hank Azaria is hilarious. He is funny. He's a voice of some uh, of the Simpsons. Uh, yeah, right? yeah. Doesn't and, do a boo anymore. Uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, I don't think I've watched a new episode of The Simpsons <laughs> in like 15 years. <laughs> well, they're still uh, churning that, them. They are. <laughs> How are they even like still alive? Yeah, um good. Anyway, it's called, it's that one, anyway, it's like a washed up. Let me try to find it while you're doing it. If you say, if you say it, it's one word name. And anyway, so he's like a, he was a really big baseball, like a radio broadcaster, a la, you know, uh, Milo Hamilton or something like that. And he, you know, it's a story without spoilers. He ends up, you know, having to work his way back up to his position and he's just a total wreck. Brockmeyer. Brockmeyer, that's it, hundred percent. Right. <laughs> uh, he's just a total wreck. He's like an alcoholic and like all he, but it's hilarious. Give it a shot. Alcoholics <laughs> always fun to yeah. watch those. Huh? Well, it's what happens when <laughs> alcoholics are let loose. But yeah, no, he's good. So I'll definitely, yeah, put that on the list as well for sure. And I'll check out. I've been wanting to check out Ted Lasso for a while. Yeah, so. It's so good. Yeah, Jason yeah. Sudeikis definitely. Lots of people, especially in sports, will have said like, if you don't watch this, you're missing out. It is. It uh, you know it gets back to the heart of the game, yeah. and it's it really is about the the community and the the teamsmanship and the you team. know love love of the game. Yeah, I mean, team and, and believing yeah. in the optimism and sure. you know what you do on the field is just you know ninety minutes. It's, it's not a byproduct of you are. Else. Yeah, it's a byproduct of practice and your teammates. and yeah. camaraderie. You sure I'm you hoping, haven't seen it. I have not. <laughs> 
I have not. I just hope these are all things that I've learned from playing baseball growing up. I mean, oh, nice. Are you it, a big baseballer? Yeah. It what made, what it, position? A third and oh, second nice. were my two mains. I pitched a little bit. Went to second after you couldn't throw it from third exactly. to <laughs> get a yeah, little bit It's long. the most like canned. Yep. Everybody knows. <laughs> when I moved to 90 feet, I could not throw it. <laughs> Uh, but I still had a good arm for third at 60. Nice. So I had a pretty good arm for second. At oh yeah. I'm sure, so, yeah. uh, yeah, loved it, but I learned a lot. Like I, I want my son to play just so he learns the things that I learned. That's good. Be a good friend, be a good teammate. I mean, I, I try and be that every day in my life for all my friends near far and, and also have fun. It's a game at the end of the day. That's nice. Like, and, but it just taught me a lot. You know, you're yeah. going to struggle. It, you're going to suck a lot. Yeah, Baseball's somebody's always better than you. really hard. It humbled me. It made me, you know, realize there's more than just baseball. I had made friends. I had a good time. I had a really great experience oh, playing, wonderful, playing Little League, and it made me a better person, honestly. It kept me out of trouble. That's you awesome. Know, like, all that stuff. So I want that for everybody. I think everyone should play a team sport at least once in their life. A team sport, whether right. it's baseball, basketball, football, because when you're not, you know, it's easy to just do it by yourself. Not easy per se, but it's a lot easier if you have a team right? and, and just the dynamics of people and being on a team. Cause you're going to be in a team when you get married. That's a team. Yeah, it is a you team. Know, yeah. Definitely. When you start your career, you're usually on a team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all these things really just trickle down in my opinion to real life. And that's why I'm such a huge baseball fan is because nice. all these little things, you know, you three out of 10, you're a legend in baseball. You get to hit three out of 10 times. Name, oh, an- yeah. name another job where you're good three out of 10 times. You're going to keep that job. Right. No, yeah, not too many. But I yeah. mean, maybe meteorologists, <laughs> but that's the only one I can ever think of. Yeah. So it's mostly struggle. It's mostly failure and overcoming failure yeah. to get a hit three out of 10 times and he's still a legend, right. you know? So you better have your Kleenex box near you when you watch last. Yeah. Uh, no. All right. Well, <laughs> I will. Yeah, I will. Good. But no, I totally agree, man. Were you, uh, did you pull your leggings up high? Do you Always. Or, oh, high yeah, socks right. only. High socks only, dude. I, um, all the, all the cool kids, they yeah. were low socks, baggy pants. Nah, dude. I yeah, was, tight. I was 19, 19. Let's get this going. <laughs> I, I loved it. I love those players that, because what I noticed was, uh, players that wore their socks high, they're real gritty grinders. Yeah. They they don't give a shit. Yeah, they're, usually their uniforms are dirty. Yeah, right. I love that stuff. So yeah. I felt keeping up a tradition because I love history. Let's keep these socks high and let's be those one of those crews. gritty type players. Work every at bat, you know, uh, take your walk, lay out for it, slide. Nice. And I got ejected <laughs> from a game when I was in seventh grade. I watched so much baseball that I just felt this is what you did. I just ran over the catcher. Oh, he was blocking the, Pete Rose yeah, game the he, night before. And you could tell like all the parents in the stands were like laughing, but also like, why did he do that? That's my lane. And I was like, I'm trying to score. Yeah. And the coach was like, why'd you do that? I was like, I don't know. The pros did it. So yeah, work for them. My work for me. And like, yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> so they pumped dude, the brakes. Yeah, there. Like, I got I got ejected. <laughs> yeah. Not very many people can say that as 12 years old, they got ejected from a baseball yeah. game. That's a life lesson on the way home, huh? For sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It felt like the right thing to do in the moment. No, no, mm. man. I, I believe in the grit. I think that's good. And I'm sure that person probably, you know, learned not to, you know, get out of the way. Get of out the of the way. Yeah. I don't think that kid ever played catcher again. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
I didn't mean, I didn't hurt him. I think we we're cool. Oh, okay, I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think we got, n- neither one of us were hurt. We just maybe embarrassed for looking like idiots, but yeah. that's it. Huh. So you're not going to be the great Santini with your kid, right? Robert Duvall? Oh, okay. When he's Mm-mm. bouncing a soccer ball. Oh, you're going to cry? Remember? <laughs> well, I've already taught him how to throw left-handed. Oh, wow. He throws a little bit both, but he prefers his left hand. So he's already doing that. He can't, you sure you don't have the tech ordered? Maybe I'm that's sure. why we can't order. My, uh, sorry, babe, if you're listening to this, I do, n- I do not have tech ordered yet. Um, I'm trying to be as low-key as I can about it uh, because I love it so much and low I want key. him to play so much that I take every little thing he does that goes in that direction with such a grain of salt that I'm, I just try not to get excited. Because he knows that when you take the bat, I've already got him a bat, of course. It's plastic. <laughs> he knows that you take the bat and you hit this ball with it. He knows that already. Something's 14 up, yeah. months. Like he's like already like this goes here. Oh yeah. And he knows that when he takes the ball, he throws it. That's what you're supposed to do with it. Wow. I always tell him not always, but in this case with dad, yes, you can throw it. Nice. And so he's getting, he's attracted to wanting to play the sport already. And my wife is always like, how excited are you right oh, now? And I was yeah. like, awesome. well, internally I'm about an 11. But externally, I'm more of a two because it could all fall apart anytime. He could be into something else. I don't. Yeah. Wanna, I don't want to pressure him. I don't want to be that kind of person. So, so you have all your trophies and your. Uh, <laughs> I don't have any trophies. I was not your uniform hanging up. I was never in a good on a good team, so oh, I don't okay. have trophies. But <laughs> I do have my little league all star jersey framed or it will be framed soon at some nice. point that's andrews got my number and like yeah nice. but I, I have tons of astros memorabilia yeah uh you have a seat yeah, astroturf I, I you do have seats a seat? oh, nice. i have two seats i have astroturf what are the seat numbers seven and five. Oh, because they did the odds going left and right i believe so yeah yeah that seven was, and yeah. five seven is blue five is orange and ironically biggio and bagwell's number seven and five Oh wow! Um, yeah, so they're sitting Killer in my bees. Uh, yeah, sitting in my office right now. I got a J.R. Richards signed jersey. Oh wow! Um, I got tons of other stuff I probably don't even know about that I forgot. Yes, I have lots of non-Astro stuff. I got a Randy Johnson signed baseball. Oh, the uh, unit! Yeah, that's a that's where the loss. That that's yeah. probably my uh, like highest valued piece. Of what uh, team was he for when he? Signed it was it? Diamondbacks. Oh wow! When he signed it, yeah. Um, man, I got a Jose Altuve signed World Series ball. Oh, that's um, huge. That's for, as a Houston fan, yeah, for yeah. sure. I got AstroTurf. I've got, man, I, I can't even tell you. I got Jason Castro signed ball. Oh, we should do a show from yeah. your. Uh, I office. could do literally, but like, so I don't even know. This can go in the can at this point, but. I don't just collect baseball. I do baseball cards. I collect wrestling stuff. I just, I like cool. Like unique. current wrestling? Or yeah, uh, current and old. Old is way cooler, I'll be honest. Paul Bosch, so, like back when he was in oh, Houston? Oh, dude, you got anything Paul Bosch? I'll take it. Oh, man, I wish <laughs> yeah. I did. I did go to the 21-man Battle Royal there yeah. at the Coliseum. Sam Houston Coliseum. Yeah, yeah man. Nice. Yeah, I, so I'm just a huge history buff more than anything. Yeah. Uh, I, baseball has a super long and unique history, especially in America. Wrestling, super long and unique history basically in America mostly, but that has a, a worldwide presence. Houston it's, was rocking it, man. Oh, dude. Gallery it was like its own there. territory. Like, yeah. uh, I'm really into that stuff. So I could talk to you about wrestling oh, history, yeah, yeah. baseball history. Yeah, we'll have to come back on that. I, but uh, yeah. the most disappointing thing is when I went to one mm, of the matches with yeah. the wrestling is you couldn't hear the interviews. Oh, lame. Yeah. 
And you yeah. just and you see Mattress Mac. I don't mm-hmm. know if a lot of people. He started out early days. He was throwing. He was money. A, he was a ring announcer too, like uh, from time to time. The, okay, maybe so. But mm-hmm. yeah, and there was Paul Bosch was doing it. But yeah, we had all the hitters. What's uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan? Oh yeah. So Houston was an interesting. Like I said, this could be a completely different thing. <laughs> Houston was interesting in that it. So in the 80s, especially 70s to an extent, but 80s for sure, as wrestling was coming up and and mainstream popularity, there was territories is what it was called. So each territory could be made up of a couple states, but Dallas had its own and Houston had its own. Yeah. Andre the Giant. I mean, we had all the heavy hitters. Yeah. Yeah. Because Houston was like the only territory that was not really truly affiliated with anybody else. Um, Paul Bosch like ran a very tight ship. He was a very smart dude. And basically they did not ever align themselves with anyone too much because they knew that they had Houston. It was a huge market. And is WWF going on out yeah. there? Oh yeah. It's, us? It's, I mean, I get, you know, sure. things are so localized yeah. back then. Yeah. And that's why I love it. I yeah. love the regional, just like baseball, there's a regional aspect to it. Wrestling is a regional aspect to it. Um, but he basically ran his company, not like others. So he could bring in the Andres. He could bring in Jim Duggan's Ted DiBiase's when they were real young. Yeah. Dusty Rhodes Kabuki. came here. Remember when the Kabuki oh, yeah. would throw the I mean, sand in your face? I, I wasn't old enough, but I remember because yeah. <laughs> uh, I've watched clips. But oh, it's amazing. Houston in itself, and this is why I love being from here. It's such a unique, like when people talk about wrestling in Houston, it's such its own thing. Baseball in Houston, it's such its own kind of tribe of people i love being from here we're so diverse there's so many things going on here and the history of houston is also super interesting to me i just that's why i love being on your show because it's like a houston focused show yeah, and let's just talk about houston for a while i could do it all day and we get no love yeah. like houston and the national media were never propped up like la new york even dallas to an extent chicago for sure we're never propped up in, in yeah. anything we're only when things are bad do people care about houston <laughs> like, yeah, the heat. yeah i think it's funny with uh when bezos went up in the rocket a, a few days ago and and uh you know, he had everybody pick him up, you know, when he landed, yeah. which was totally awesome. But so cool. But everybody's got the dress with the cowboy boots on, the yeah. cowboy hats are all. <laughs> it's like, I'm surprised. Mm. I would have loved it if they all came in on their horses oh, gosh. out to the, to we the got, lunar site. We got the wagon hitched for you, Jeff. Let's go back to town. <laughs> Let's do this. Yeah. I just love Texas. Yeah, he's yeah. all up in it. So. They, love, they love Texas for tax reasons yeah. wild catters man that's why people are uh, yeah musk can't say enough about it people nah. are yeah flocking i don't, here, I don't like, want them to come to be i honest. know but it's like bittersweet you know you want is, you yeah. want the state and especially our city to do well but everybody's coming from a place where it could ruin it at some point i hope not but yeah they definitely uh, yeah Hey, we'll see how it pans out. I'm just happy that we're doing well as a city. Yeah, exactly, man. I mean, and I actually we'll make it. told my wife about three years ago, right before we moved back, I said, I want to go back to Texas. And she said, why? And I said, because if something crazy happens, there's no other place on the planet I would rather be. Oh, and nice. then literally a year or a year or two later, pandemic. And Texas <laughs> was like one of the most liberal as far as, you know, restrictions places. Right. I got friends in Nevada that were like, yeah, I haven't been out of the house in like three months. <laughs> yeah, I think people don't realize that. That Yeah, it... Uh... Well, people don't understand federalism. It's a totally different podcast. But like, we have the ability to do 
what we want to do as a state, whether you agree with it or not. Like that's what it's like. So Florida can do whatever they want. Texas can do whatever they want. California can do whatever they want. I think it's better that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I think that's why people are flocking here. I mean, certainly like the, we do things in a way that people like as opposed to other places. And it's just all cyclical. It'll come back around. Yeah. I know that Gavin Newsom, he's got a, Big day coming up in a month. Yeah, they're doing the uh, recall, right? Yeah, they're going to vote on it. But he's got a bunch of people in the room. A lot of wildfires. He's got a drought going on. He's got a city on lockdown. Yeah, Yeah, now they're going back to masks. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's got homeless that are exponentially worse than uh, what we're seeing here. Yeah, yeah. and we think it's bad here. Yeah, yeah. I I feel for them. And and I do, I know a lot of people kind of jumped on that bandwagon with Bezos of, Mm -hmm. you know, well, you know, if if he spent 17 years and all that money, maybe we'd kind of have a better you know, yeah. mental health program or something sure. like that. 100%. And, and it's unfortunate, but, yes. uh, and the employees under his watch in Amazon, man, you I sort of hear, yeah, I've never heard it firsthand, but yeah, I've does. heard it firsthand. Oh, okay. Uh, cause I go into Amazon's, my company, uh, has a contract with Amazon. So we do all their first aid. And, uh, so I'm in there probably three times a month cause they're popping up brand new distribution centers seemingly oh, every yeah, day. Yeah. Like. I think there's one right around. Yep. There's a new one down here. There's going towards, uh, Sugarland a little more. Mm. There's like five new ones popping up seemingly every month. Wow. Uh, and they've told me, I don't really get to talk to the drivers because they don't really let you talk to them. It's kind of weird. They're very particular when you go in there. Um, and uh, But I've talked to some of the people in the warehouses and they're like, yeah, it's, it's, I make a decent wage, but it's miserable. They track everything. You yeah. Know, yeah, everything. I think he made like $80 billion in one day last week. Yeah. I wouldn't doubt it one bit. Yeah. Even though he's not, he's not CEO anymore, right? He's no, around. he just, yeah, he just has the most stock in the company. Yeah, well, so he's the unofficial CEO. Yeah, I'm sure he could go in. And but he stepped something. out of a leadership role, is what I understand. I, yeah, I think guys like him, and uh, it's kind of like Seinfeld when he said goodbye to his show. I mm-hmm. think he's like, you know, I've taken this thing as far as I need the to garage take it. To, yeah. yeah, and I've got more money than. Yeah, it's like know. Breaking Bad. I felt that way about Breaking Bad. <laughs> like they didn't kill the show by going 15 seasons he's like vince gilligan's like i wrote five seasons worth we'll split the last one in two yeah that's all i got <laughs> yeah no, i, I appreciate that in today's world where content is just like we need more content 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 whether it be video audio right just it's all about content now yeah so he could have easily taken an easy payday done five more seasons that were crap Oh, yeah. And taking his money and chunk the deuce. But he didn't want his legacy to be like that. I appreciate those folks yeah. a lot more now than I did when I was 20. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, easily. So, yeah. Athletes as well, to keep it on sports. When you know you're done, don't try and hold on. Like, you know, I hate to see like a one that always hits me is like Joe Namath at the end. He was such a legend for that short period of time. I wasn't alive. It didn't matter. But and then he like went to the Rams for one year. And it's like, that's just just go. Yeah, I hear you on that, but uh, that's what uh, sports movies are made of, aren't yeah, they? The exactly. guy who's washed up, yeah. he's out. You ever and... seen The Rookie with Dennis Quaid? Oh, sure, yeah. yeah I mean, same <laughs> thing, you know. <laughs> it's all about the comeback story. It's the best yeah. story in sports is a comeback story, right? So we're kind of talking about people that are on in their careers and the comebacks. Let's try to talk about these high schooler kids that are making bank. Oh, oh you the, mean college uh, kids. I don't think high schoolers can do it yet. Well, you say that, but I've talked to high schoolers here in the neighborhood and uh-huh. they're getting calls. Whoa. Yeah. Like, are they upperclassmen? Yeah. Like, okay, you're, you're so seniors like, that are, when they you know, possibly join college football? Um, yeah. I mean, or the, this particular person's a runner uh-huh. and, you know, they're, you know, 
The, the thing that's odd is, and what we're talking about is, uh, what is it, the NLS? N- or- NIL. NIL, there you go, uh-huh. and it's the... I don't know what that stands for. All I know is this piece of legislation or whatever it's- has allowed student-athletes to use their likeness to make money. I didn't know it went down to the high school level. Unless they're 18, I think that might be the caveat. Uh but I know that that's what this piece of legislation or article and something uh, has been passed. There, the guy who's playing uh, quarterback for Alabama this year, he's already made a million dollars. Yeah, and some of the women are making more than their coaches. Great. Yeah, no, I, I agree with it. It's uh, NIL, which stands for the name, image, and likeness. Yeah, that makes sense. And so, what, like you said, what it does is now they can now make money on their likeness outside of, you know— Great. Sports and whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting, though, because going back to, so I, I said, hey, you know, to this uh, person, you know, crazy about this. And he's now, and this is where it gets a little bit cloudy for me. And, and you know, I don't want to begrudge anybody their payday or, or what they're worth or, you know. But now he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to create my YouTube. And now I'm starting to, you know, and I'm like, create you know, don't forget brand. to run. Yeah. yeah don't, don't forget to do what you do, you know. Right. Yeah. So, and this, I think your hesitation or reservation might be the same as mine. Um, I think these kids are going to just basically take their small, tiny piece of fame. Some will take this quick payday and blow it and end up ruining their careers for sports because they, they're being... I've seen it so much, like, let's reverse a little bit. NFL, Jamarcus Russell, right? Remember that name? Okay, he was a quarterback, went to LSU. Um, He came out first overall pick. Raiders gave him a ton of money, ton. He came from not much, from what I understand. My cousin actually went to college the same time he did and didn't know him but knew some people that knew him, and he didn't have a lot growing up. Pretty common. So he makes the NFL. It's like a huge payday. And then he literally never did much at all. It's terrible. It. But he got a huge signing Because he didn't have the leverage, right? I mean, because I know when people are coming over to my house, I clean up like a mother. Same. Same. <laughs> it's the leverage. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. Wes is coming yeah. over. I got to yeah. get. <laughs> and I would never judge because I'm just as bad as you, I'm sure. Uh, but so he got paid. And then he let himself go, really, is what it was. Gained a bunch of weight, was not in position to play. Not only was that, he just didn't care. It's like, I got everything I need. It was mm. like huge. We're talking 20 plus million dollars just given to you. So NFL has really tried, and I know Major League Baseball has tried. I can't speak for the NBA because I could care less. But um, they try and have you take these classes now. Correct. You know yeah, we had a... A former uh, Texan on the mm-hmm. show. And oh, uh, Colin uh, Gillespie. And Gillespie. Yeah, he talked yeah. about, yeah, there's mm-hmm. a whole program that you know, helps you with your taxes, your yeah. investments. Yeah. And, so go ahead. Yeah, and that's where I'm going. I think that type of stuff is now going to be really important, uh, especially for high schoolers, if that's the case. Like I said, your mention of the high schooler was the first time I ever heard a high schooler mentioned. Yeah, I think it's just one of those, like anything else, it's, you know. There's a line, a slippery slope. Well, it's, yeah, it's like, oh, okay, now I got to, you know, get my kid ready for college. Oh, now I need to, you know, and that's why Mm -hmm. kids are like not even born and they're like on waiting lists for great schools. Sure. And and, 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 uh, colleges are recruiting kids at seven, 10 years old now. They can't offer them contract or scholarships, but you can literally get a verbal commitment from a football 
player because, in, in wow. middle school. Yeah. Because of this? No, this is before oh, this. Okay. Uh, it's just a verbal commitment. Like, I'm going to go to school here. That's yeah. it. They couldn't sign letters of intent, but they could commit to them at 12, 11 years old. Wow. <laughs> that's tough. Yeah. That's so much pressure on somebody. And I think another caveat that may come out of this is there is a person for Texas A&M. I think that they're a track and field person mm-hmm. and they do have the YouTube page mm-hmm. and uh, they're just making you know, more money. I think this was before the NIL came out. So he mm-hmm. was making more money doing the YouTube oh, yeah. stuff. Yeah. And so he's like, you know, I'm not even going to bother anymore. So I feel like, you know, we'll never know if that person was the greatest runner of all time. Yeah, or- sure. Well, and this is what it is. This is a totally broad topic that is just condensed into the sports world now. So we live in this world. This is so overdue, but the technology and where we're at as a society kind of just pushed it off the cliff because NCAA, this is not good for them. <laughs> like it, yeah. it, like it decentivizes players to s- stay four years or, you know, really continue to go to school there. They could just go play and uh, go play somewhere else. And, and especially with these other leagues now popping up, XFL is supposed to come back next year. Yeah. Um, you know who's running that? The right? rock and his ex-wife. The rock. Yeah. Oh, his ex-wife. His ex-wife is like the, like head head because he does a whole bunch of other stuff oh yeah i think uh, he's just a name on yeah that. he's just attached to it because yeah, might as well call it yeah what's yeah. the uh hard rock not hard rock uh what was the hollywood uh restaurants oh planet hollywood yeah planet hollywood because yeah. they were they never did anything oh, yeah, they, no, they were mm, just the name the hotel in vegas is all right but not, <laughs> not that good uh but yeah so so now you're gonna have these college players they're gonna have one good year as a freshman and then they're going to get all these endorsements. Then they're going to go join the XFL and make, you know, I don't know what the new pay structure is, but I know under the old ownership of XFL, you were guaranteed like at least a hundred K a year, depending Through, on uh, your, McMahon. Yeah. And, and I know he took out a ton of money to upfront all those contracts and stuff. So, um, but you were, they were getting paid well and it was just, football there was none of this protesting blah 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 that was like their mo going in i didn't really care about that i just wanted good alternative football i love alternatives in general so i love independent baseball because it's alternative it's different and so xfl you've already piqued my interest by being an alternative and so now these kids are going to go one year they're going to play well they're going to get paid like i said the freshman or the quarterback for alabama's already made a million dollars well i know uh master p's son Signed a two million dollar yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah. I heard about like that. several companies. Yeah. And, so what and is, then the two twins have been up on the, you know, big diamond vision of New York City's Times Square. The twins. There's there's two twins that are volleyball, I think, or basketball. It it could be basketball. Yeah, and they uh, they seem to be, and they're the ones yeah. that are making more than their coach. Sure. Yeah, I could totally see it. <laughs> it's like, but, hey, run the run those. Uh, what do they call them when you ran like? Up to the red line. Yeah. Suicides is what we call it. Like, yeah, coach, sorry. Yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, hey, why don't you take a couple <laughs> laps? I'm the higher pay grade here. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you're just, I wonder how these colleges will r- not respond, but what's going to happen in 10 years? when? Because it's going to decentivize players from, one, going to college in general, and two, not staying as long, which means they will not generate as much revenue for the college, this football program especially. But in general, a lot of that money goes back to the school. 
in general. Like sure. UT's football program, I mean, they're they're a pro football program. We'll just put it that way. Money wise, pro. So, yeah. uh, but it it's interesting. I'm I'm interested to see what happens to the NCAA because it's no longer amateur at this point. If you can make money, that's not what an amateur is. So what does that even mean now? I, I'm totally happy for everybody. Make money, do yeah, it. Yeah, I think it's just... Uh... But it, it's going to change the dynamics of the people coming in and out of college sports, how long they stay in college sports, which in turn could eventually affect programs in general, I think. Mm-hmm. No, I think it's definitely going to have a major effect on, on the games themselves. Yep. Uh, At yeah. that level, for sure. I, I think collegiate sports could be changed in a good, maybe not at first, these, these first people feeling out the next five years or so. But once that first person was really like, I don't even need to go to school. I committed here, but I've already, I'm just going to train for a year. Yeah. I already have a $2 million in endorsements. I'm just going to wait till I get drafted. Why get hurt? You have not, you're not getting anything. They don't care about the education. Right. We, we figured that out at this point. They don't care about the education because if the education, free education was enough for them, this would have never been a problem. Yeah, no, definitely. Well, I hope that they watch Jerry Maguire. I hope that they put that in the... Uh... <laughs> yeah. Hey, I love that. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah, we need these, these, these skills they don't teach you anymore. How to balance a checkbook, how to do all these things. They do, but they don't. It's up to your parents at this point, but... As long as you're responsible with that money, you've earned it, get it, make it, but don't let it ruin your life. And it probably will ruin some people's lives. Johnny Manziel's a great example. Oh my gosh. Got all that, that money guy. and played a little bit, did all right, but not that great. He played all right. But look at it, he lived the life he wanted. Party, party, party. Yeah. Unlimited amount of money for the most part. Yeah. Why do I need to go to college? Yeah, I think uh, also too, I don't know the percentage, but yeah, like you were saying, a lot of these uh, kids are, you know, First time they're going to college in a lot of cases, but then obviously first time that they're like, you know, winning the lottery. Essentially. And uh, yeah, parents, I'm sure have got to be like, you know, hey, I need a few mm-hmm. bucks or uncles, aunts, friends. I mean, it, it's got to be such a mind. Uh, Imagine being, I was 18, so started college at 18, 17 really, but 18, and just being handed a check for $500,000 for to do a commercial. Mm-hmm. You're 18 years old. You just have you have more parents than your parents have ever had. More money than your parents have ever had. Ever. Just right yeah. there. In an instant. And you're 18. You have no idea what you're doing. Yeah. 34. Still don't really know. <laughs> and that is a recipe for disaster. If it's not handled with yeah. kid gloves in some respect. If I you had that, you'd probably still be partying with Fred Durst. Easily. <laughs> I would have just bought his tour bus and said, hey, let's get this on the road. In fact, here, you're going to play Nookie <laughs> yeah. tonight. Here's you a, will play here, Nookie. <laughs> what? What's it going to cost to play Nookie tonight, Fred? Come what, on. What do we do? I just yeah. got signed. Yeah. I love T-Mobile. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> What's that? Sprint? Yeah, I'll do a commercial. I just got another, you know, 60K. Fred, you're playing Nookie tonight. Here we go. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know what But it's it is interesting. Be. It's really it's one of the more interesting things in the grand scheme of sports right now. Is we've been clamoring it as a society. I think we we all know that it's wrong that these people have made a ton of money off of these athletes who are putting their bodies on the line um and not seeing anything. Anything. I for a long time was under the impression that the education is enough. Cuz if it was me, I would be totally fine with that. If I wanted to play a sport and I was getting a free education, I would never complain. 
even if the uh, people were making a ton more money. That's just my personality. But I think there's an, a le- there was and is a legitimate argument to give them a piece of the pie if they are being used to create the pie, so to speak. And I think it's great. I really do. But it's going to be interesting to see how... the re- It's never usually what happens. It's a reaction to the things that happen. That's what I'm always interested right. in. So we'll see, you know, because other sports are different. Like, it's not just football and baseball and basketball that are affected by this. Swimmers, volleyball, as you mentioned. Like, yeah. these athletes... Like, there's no future in pro volleyball. I mean, you're not going to get and make you know, 60 grand a year, probably not. Right. Uh, it's like the minor league soccer's, uh, you know, why do you think so many, the only good American soccer players usually go to Europe? Why? Cause you can't make money playing soccer in America. You, you just really can't. Yeah. You want to make big buku bucks and become a star. You go to Europe, you go to Latin America. Yeah. I don't think the MLBs are, is it even MLS? MLS? Yeah. yeah it's, even- it's, it's fine, I guess, but it's not, you know, Bundesliga or, you know, this major leagues, Premier League over there. Like nah. Once Andrew Shue left, I was like, I'm done with this. Who? Andrew Shue. <laughs> He's one of the ones that started it. Oh. His sister is a actress. She was Elizabeth Shue? Elizabeth Shue is oh, his sister. Wow. Yeah. So he's uh, evidently, you know, like kind of superstar, never heard of him in regards to soccer, but he was one of uh-huh. the big uh, proponents like of pioneers? Having, having it, having the American league, American league. Oh, with, yeah. nice. Okay, so, cool. Yeah. Like Alexi Lawless. There you go. Yeah. yeah. I think I, he was on that team as kind of a, <laughs> kind of a Hollywood. Uh, uh, I'm just going to like, yeah, I think he was just like a, a figurehead. <laughs> I'm put, not actually going to play minutes. For a yeah. Couple, couple yeah. Of times. Hey, yeah. There's three minutes and we're down three mm, nil. Get in yeah. there. See if you can get us an equalizer. <laughs> Let's do this. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, we'll have to see uh, see where it goes. But yeah, uh, it's interesting, though. I mean, I think it's it affects one of those, everybody. And correct me if I'm wrong, but it basically takes the schools off the hook, right? Because their in game is they didn't want to pay them, yeah, and now they still don't need to pay them, right? Or is that no? I don't think they need the schools alone will not pay them. Uh, okay, it's, this is strictly just allowing. Sp- them it's like to, a sponsorship, right? Deal. So let's say Stephen West own a podcast network, and I want, for some reason, Deshaun Watson as a high schooler to or a freshman in college, and I know he's going to be electric, uh, and I want him to do a spot on the, my show, telling people to listen. Okay, so we would pay him whatever amount we felt was fair, right. and that's it. The schools are eliminated from the equation, and that was. Up until a couple of weeks ago, they yeah, could not do they that. They could not do that because it violated right. the amateur status in which they were yeah. held. So they would be disqualified from playing. Yeah, I think the other thing that's going to, and this is already happening market-wise, people would choose schools, but I think it's going to be hard for your even smaller schools Very. to compete. And, and somebody even told me this was an Uber driver, so I don't know how mm-hmm. you know detailed <laughs> this is research is, but uh, his son was a football person Mm -hmm. and uh they chose the school based on time zone because uh i think the west coast games maybe don't see as much yes so was this football person apparently yeah they they if they're looking to become noticed generally they will not want to play on the west coast because the heisman voters and a lot of the 
whatever people that make a difference in college football world live on the East Coast because it is dominant over there. I mean, you've got Southeast Conference. I mean, that's all Eastern time zone, unless Texas and OU join, which is- Well, that's what I was going to, yeah, about the caveat to that. Yeah, it's, uh, so people will, like, there's called East Coast bias and Heisman voting. There's, you know, oh yeah, he plays on the West Coast. So no one was up late enough to see him perform. Uh, it's the same thing in the NFL too. They talk about sometimes like no one notices, uh, like sometimes people would say no one gave Philip Rivers enough credit because he played in San Diego his whole career for the most part, except for one year. And, uh, no one really watched his games. Oh, because, wow. I know it's NFL, so people did, but like some of the pundits, so to speak, right. wouldn't stay up late enough for a late game on mm-hmm. the West Coast because 7 p.m. there is 10 p.m. there. Yeah. It's so weird. what's the point? Like, and baseball, man, when I lived in New York, watching West Coast Astros games was just impossible. <laughs> it's like, man, I'm never going to get any sleep. Yeah. You know? I used to love it, though, because there was something called Home Sports Network. And they used to play all the home uh, mm-hmm. baseball games. And I would always love that And uh, when they played on the West Coast. Because by the time, yeah, you got home around 10 o'clock or something, they would be on. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. uh, or when Magic, you know, and the Rockets were playing. You yeah. Know, and they would also Back in the day, for yeah. sure. That, that would, for sure, Like those Rockets teams in the late 80s, that was could have been difficult. It's only two hours, so it's not as bad. But yeah. once, once you get that third hour, it becomes really hard. Well, life changes. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think it'd be that hard. Because I was living in in, New York, in Brooklyn in the year we won the World Series, and I was like, I cannot miss a game. And I was like, wow. I'm going to miss a ton of games. <laughs> Brooklyn, man, that's nice. Did you uh, ever get to uh, Madison Square Garden? Uh, no, I didn't get inside, but I walked by it. Okay. It was what cool. About, but you went to, yeah, some stadiums? Yeah, I went to Yankee Stadium, um, the Mets Field, City Field. I went to Fenway in the same trip. Oh, nice. That's yeah. a big deal, yeah. I, yeah, I hit three majors oh, as, man, as awesome. quickly as I could because I didn't – I don't have really a ton of desire to go back, so I was just going to like knock them out real yeah. quick. And Wrigley I did. Field. So you say this. I'm actually going to Chicago at the end, or first weekend, Labor Day weekend, and uh, for a wrestling event. And we are trying to go to Wrigley the Saturday before. Nice. If not, at least White Sox. Uh, and that's, they should be playing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think they have a day game against oh. the Pirates that day or something. Yeah, it used to always be. They didn't even have any lights. Yeah. yeah. Years, yeah. <laughs> you know how many people blamed that on why they never won a World Series? <laughs> They're still harboring. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> they say it's like, well, yeah, we only play day games at home, so we're, all of our players are just more tired. <laughs> Those uniforms were sweat. It's like, what do you mean more tired? Sammy Sosa. Harry <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. Carey. <laughs> Steve Stone here. Oh, I love that. Man. Oh, that's so my awesome, childhood man. right there. Is like yeah. watching WGN and listening yes. to Harry Carey. Yeah. yeah, that was just man, and it was always on during the day. Yeah, yep. it was great because I knew Strohs would be on at night. So, yep. I, and I couldn't control the TV as a kid. So yeah. I just watched baseball when I could. <laughs> and uh, yeah, WGN with Harry Carey. Gosh, uh, at least three or four times a week. Yeah. I didn't even care about the Cubs, and a lot of times at that time, Astros could be playing the Cubs, so it actually worked out. Nice. When they were in the same uh, division. So let's uh, let's switch uh, shoes a little bit sure. and go from uh, the metal cleats to uh, I don't know what football teams wear, but uh, they still wear metal. They wear the metal too. Mm-hmm. I don't same. know if they want it in the face. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so let's go over to uh, yeah Houston Texans. Uh, understand they maybe just have a new head coach. Yeah, uh, we talked about it in the last time I was on the show with Shannon that they got a new head coach. I haven't heard much 
lately because we're just ramping up into training camps. Um, here's what I'll tell you. The Deshaun stuff is really just falling away. I haven't heard anything in a while. From yeah, him, right. about him. Any massages? What's what's the deal here? I have no earthly idea. I have not heard. I asked some friends about it recently, and they were like, "Yeah, we haven't heard anything." So I don't know if it's just in flux. There was talk that he could get traded at the draft. That obviously didn't happen. Yeah, that didn't we get... took a quarterback with our first pick. Like I don't know what's going on. But uh, the most recent thing I heard was that a absurd amount of players have been turned over i can't tell you the specific amount i want to say what do you mean by turned over released and brought in new so they're turning over players well i do know uh cullen gillespie that we had Mm -hmm. is one of those turnovers that now he's at the new york giants good for him yeah yeah yeah. it seemed their team that could use a like him type of player yeah. he's like an h-back like a fullback type yeah he's yeah. the uh former uh, a&m 12th yeah. man yeah. so a lot of energy plays yeah. every down as good if it's special teams guy yeah, yeah great energy sure. so yeah. yeah really loved having him on the um, show and yeah, yeah. Him the that was a good episode up. i remember listening to awesome. that actually um but it's always cool to have like a fellow player like a yeah, like a right. real player because <laughs> we're so far <laughs> from that you know uh so they've turned over a lot of players so uh if you're listening to this and you have any expectations for the texans you need to go lower. They are, oh, you don't want to believe, huh? They're going to be bad. Like, <laughs> they're, everything I've heard and read is, if Deshaun doesn't play especially, they're going to be awful. Well, yeah, I mean, no. there's some decent pieces on offense. I think they're going to uh, try to maybe run it a little bit more. Um, but there, it's just this is going to be a process. It's going to take some time. If you are a lifer, diehard Texans fan, you need to buckle up. Because um, this year and probably the next year after that, it's just it's going to be tough sledding, especially if the Deshaun thing ends up true or whatever happens with him. Um, it's just going to be a struggle, man. And it's the NFL. Anything can happen year to year. But on paper, things are not looking great from what I understand. doesn't mean it can't have some exciting stuff you know we still have Deshaun if he plays we still got Brandon Cooks wide receiver uh with Fuller's gone now so that's another exciting that's gone um but yeah obviously no Hopkins like you know it's just yeah. like there's just nothing to get excited about with this team right now other than Deshaun and look at what happened to him you know um the defense was already terrible and they've they've cut a bunch of dudes from that it's just very very low uh, Texans time right now. And, but per our conversation last time I was on the show, I mean, it was headed this way. Yeah. It just, it's not going to get any better, any faster. You're just going to have to be patient much like we were with the Astros from 12, 10, 11, 12 to, you know, 16, really 15. Um, it's just, if you're a fan, I can appreciate you hanging on because that's what all you're going to be doing. Yeah. Yeah, I know a lot of people that have yeah turned in their uh, season tickets. I know people that had season tickets last year and were yeah pretty disappointed. It's just the only thing that as a as a fan who sort of in and out like like I talked about living in other markets. Like I don't always watch the Texans. I didn't always watch them, but I rooted for them because they're from Houston and I'm from here. Sure. So. Uh, it just seems like it's going to be another dark run of time. And this, the ownership, it's all about the ownership, as we talked about last time. Yeah, it, definitely. It, it, the only way anything's going to change 
is if they change owners. And that seems to be the case everywhere. I'm not in any circles, obviously, but anyone who I know that's a very honest with themselves fan and not just, I like to go to football games because that's what I do and cook out or whatever. Um, they are just so frustrated and upset with how things have been handled. Yeah. Um, the, the head coach hire seemed very weird considering the other candidates that were out there. Um, you know, his staff is fine, I guess, but he didn't have like the greatest track record of success. He might be a nice guy. I think I mentioned this. He's, yeah, he's, sure. they, he's more of a soft skills guy, um, which can work, but, um, you know, his uh, support staff seems to be all right, but we're just not going to know what this team's going to be like until they get on the field because there's so many new players and, yeah. you know, the Deshaun situation, you know, what's this going to be like? We have no idea. I mean, we could be looking at Tyrod Taylor as a starting quarterback if Deshaun doesn't play. And I'm going to tell you that he's not anything to get super excited about. He's maybe solid. He'll, and, maybe he'll and, prove us wrong. Yeah. Sure. Please do. Uh, but but uh, it, it just, he's a solid backup. I mean, I've liked him as a quarterback. Um, I think he, no, I'm thinking somebody else, but he was good in his, in his trial runs in Baltimore. He had a pretty decent run. He was in San Diego last year and got unseated by Justin Fields, who just came out of nowhere. So it's not really his fault, but he can be serviceable, but he's not going to be a highlight game changing quarterback like Deshaun can be. Yeah. Not to bring it back to Ted Lasso, but it does mm-hmm. seem a lot like kind of where that show starts, that they're just a, a team that is just has no identity, yeah. has no spark, yeah, and uh, they're just all kind of trying yeah. to find that energy and the reason to get out on the field and sure. play for yeah. the person to the left and the person to the right of them. And the best argument or best point I've ever heard made was by Shannon on the last time I was on the show with him, was the Texans have never had their own unique identity to them it's always been we want to be the broncos or the patriots uh yeah and i'd never heard it put like that but there's nothing i've heard that's been even close to the truth like that because i've went back and look at these teams kubiak was a denver guy he brought in denver guys they ran a denver offense and sure it was Mm. successful but that's denver's mo and it worked a little bit sure yeah but Ultimately, it wasn't us. And then after him, they brought in O'Brien, and that was it. Now we're going to be the Patriots. We're going to, be, you know, <laughs> it was. It's the best thing I've ever heard anybody say about the Texans franchise since its inception. Wow. We've never really had an, our own unique identity, and I think that's true. I'm sure Shannon is somewhere loving to hear you say yeah. that. He loves it when, <laughs> when yeah. people hey, pump if, him if up. If I can validate you, Shannon, it's my pleasure. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so I guess uh, before we uh, close it out, I do want to go back now and put yeah. on uh, another pair of cleats. Let's do it. This time, the uh, you mentioned it because it was on one of the topics that I want to talk about, the SEC, mm-hmm. uh, Longhorns, Sooners, yep. um, meeting up with A&M again. A&M says, do they want that? Do they not want that? So last I heard was that if it goes to a vote, to offer them invitations. Okay, so they the- haven't even said they are... This is just to say, I, hey. Yeah, they have to vote on it next week. Okay. Uh, yeah. From, from what I understand, it's like just to offer them the ability to come into the conference is the vote. The vote's next week. Insider, take that for what, you know, take it with a grain of salt, said it would be 13 to 1. The one would be Texas A&M. And you need all... Th- no, no. Oh, you just okay. need a majority, I believe. Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't know if it's but just... But a- A&M, I mean, they don't want these guys to come into their conference. Because they want to be the big guy? And- well, they're the only team from Texas, I believe, in the SEC. And so 
that's a ton of recruiting that now they've just added more people. Essentially, it puts like on a conference level, A&M is in a better conference. Big 12 is not what it was. And bringing these programs that are in some cases better, but definitely on the same par money-wise as A&M, OU, and UT, now they can be like, well, we're in the same conference. Now that affects recruiting a lot. Um, conference prestige is huge in recruiting. That's why Alabama and SEC is always so on top because they recruit the best athletes. It's just what it is. Yeah, I wouldn't think that A&M would, I mean, I don't people think want to go to A&M. Either I mean, way, right, yeah, that's I how mean, I think. I want to play football for that, that but alone. I don't think that uh, that like that generation of people like us, they don't exist. I don't think it's a, Especially, like, A&M hasn't won a national title in football, I think, maybe ever, or... Uh, it's I think they have won one, yeah. Maybe, way before... Maybe Slocum years, maybe the yeah, I'm not Cheryl as up years. to on A&M, so... Yeah. But it, could, it was a long time ago. And then, as far as them being, like, a dominant force in college football, it's been quite a while as well. They've been good, don't get me mm-hmm. wrong, but they have not... I mean, they beat Alabama one year, I think, and but going to the SEC, that's a tougher conference, so they just can't seem to navigate the conference. So when now you're adding in, one, their chief rival, you know, biggest head-to-head rival, and two the most dominant team in the Big 12 in the last 10 years, right. OU, that's just made them made it a lot harder. So I'm going to add another level to this discussion, bringing it back to the NIL, the names, intellect, and uh, likeness. Uh, if you're T-Mobile and you've got uh, Joe Johnson, you're sponsoring him. So now, you know, if you're the, the high schooler that's coming up, and you want to get that T-Mobile contract, and it's like, well, we've already got Joe Johnson at A&M. You better go to UT or something for us to give you that contract because we've got we already have our, representation. I there. mean, is yeah. that is that a possibility? Is uh, that overthinking it? Is that uh, maybe? I think it's a possibility. Sure, the likelihood I think is probably low right now. Like I said, these next few years, we're we'll see how things are truly treated. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could see that happening. Yeah, for sure. Like, well. Sorry, we have four players we're already sponsoring on Alabama. Um, you play for Alabama, and I, we just we, we need exposure in other markets or something. Yeah, so, that's, so yeah. that could affect recruiting. So I could see, be like, well, you know, I'll, what if I went to UCF or some random Florida school? Right. Sure, yeah, we have no one there. I could see that, yeah. yeah. In a real-life situation for a player who maybe comes from not a lot of money or they're just like, I know I'm going to get a payday along with a scholarship or whatever. Yeah. And that could that could affect a lot of it. And plus, too, like if Bose is the official for the NCAA and That'd Beats be awesome. is your sponsor, yeah. I mean, that's going to get hairy. That, see, there's so much gray area <laughs> that we haven't even touched the surface because people are just pumped that you can make money. Yeah. It, but there's conflict of interest at some point. Like we see it with pros all the time, I believe. You know, yeah. Um, I think they finally had to retract and just. Yeah, you say know, you can do stuff. whatever you want. Yeah, because that's. Yeah. The, yeah, I remember Jimmy Iovine saying, I love it, man. I love it that they don't like us. Makes us a rebel. Remember, you know, more Yeah, people. right. Yeah, because I've heard about, man, there was a specific situation where the official, like, cleat of the NFL is Nike. Mm-hmm. And, like, a player wore Adidas. Sure wasn't Yeezys? Uh, could have been. <laughs> it could have been. I have no idea. <laughs> and And he got, like, suspended or fined or something because he didn't wear league approved shoes or whatever. It's like, man, are we really talking about 
what you're wearing. Like, yeah. is that, but I agree, like that could become a thing at some Easy. point because like, well, the league makes me wear New Balance, but I'm sponsored by Adidas. What do I do? Right. What do you do? So let me go back to the SEC. As a fan, you want the Sooners? You yeah. want Longhorns in there? Yeah, I think it makes for better football. I think it gets A&M and Longhorns back together. Which, right? another, as a Longhorn fan, that's what I want. I mean, that's huge. I want right? to play them again. Right? Yep. Yeah. I mean, Every year. Every year I look forward to that game. But I know that some would, I mean, obviously because they don't play each other at this point, that the Sooners uh, Longhorn rivalry maybe became a little bit bigger. I think in OU, is that the same thing? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. are. Yeah. Uh, I could see now, yeah, the stakes now become very high in that rivalry, not only for the rivalry itself, but in that conference. Because I would imagine, it all depends on how the alignment turns out, assuming this all goes through. Um, if they're in the same side of the of the division, or sorry, conference, you know, east and west, um, yeah. Like, I mean, it depends yeah. on who else is in that side of the conference as well. But, like, yeah, if you have OU and UT in the same and A&M all in the same, it's like a, it's almost like a return to the uh, Big Six or whatever it used to be. Oh, yeah. Uh, but that's how it would sort of be. It'd be like the Big Eight, where the eight would be, you know, UT, OU, yeah. A&M, add probably Baylor. No, Baylor's in the Big 12. I don't know who is in their uh, Eastern Western division. Uh, it's going to be uh, Louisiana teams, I think. Yeah, maybe LSU, sure. holy yeah. smokes. Arkansas, like, think about, I mean, Arkansas a little bit less, but like LSU. So Ooh. what does that do for the BCS? I mean, those are all like powerhouse well, teams that only one of them is going to get to go to the dance, Yeah, right? right. So, you see, you're just talking like, what are we about to face? Like, <laughs> yes, these just... are all questions that you're asking, but <laughs> and I can, I'm a lay person. And I can guarantee you that like, they haven't even asked themselves these questions yet. It's a very American thing thing to just be uh what's the word out reactionary mm. so we'll, we'll face this when we when it when it pops up <laughs> uh, but i think you're making great points like oh wow thanks, yeah, like, the, the, i mean it's true like what does this affect this whole thing affects it and people are just so pumped that it was the right thing to do that no one's considered the ripple effects and i would imagine people were against it because of some of the ripple effects mm-hmm. um you know like i said i think universities incomes are going to be affected by this and that's a big deal to them, not to me. I think they're all a scam anyway. But right. like that to them, that's important. And so I, I, the whole thing, it's good for people. Get get more money in people's hands, great. Yeah. But there are going to be unintended consequences, as there are with most things, most good-natured things. Sure. And I, I think that's where we're headed. But as a conference, yeah, man, that makes it fun and high stakes every week. I also heard, now don't quote me on this, but I did hear or read um, that they are considering expanding or changing the BCS to 12 teams. And I I know, this is just the talk right now. Uh, I'm just shaking my head, but go ahead. 12 teams. And I believe the top four teams will get a buy or something. I guess I don't quote me. I don't know the specifics, but there will be no conference attachments to the seeds of the tournament or whatever. Um, there's not SEC has to have one. ACC has to. It won't be like that. Oh, okay. So then that negates. Then it, you could have four people from the SEC going to the dance sure you could yeah. yeah or you could have one from mountain west one from whack and six from pac 12 or whatever right. um so that's good because i think anybody for me 
I cared about the, you know, I grew up and saw with the Boise State teams that would upset everybody. And they just could never get in because, well, strength of schedule, whatever. But if they just played in a different conference, one, would they be that good? And two, if they were that good, they would be automatically in. But you were never even giving them the chance. You would sometimes, but it's never really. They were never going to play. They played for a national title, I believe, one time. Well, that, that was the original thesis of why they broke up the Southwest Conference, wasn't it? I'm not sure. I'm too young. Yeah, because I think the uh, the Longhorns were claiming that, yeah, we need to be in another conference to be able to, yeah, play with mm-hmm. the big boys and, yeah, I could see and that. be considered. And, it's all about money. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. Uh, like, Boise State could join the Pac-12 and they get a ton of money, but they would be like a middle to lower team in the Pac-12. Right. I think they'd probably do well, but... That's it's all about money. And if you lose or you don't play as well, you're not going to get as much money. Yeah. Even if you're sharing money in the conference, whatever, TV deals, whatever, you still, if you're good, you're going to generate a ton more money. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, we see a lot of fragmentation in TV, but for whatever reason, fragmentation in college sports just seems to persevere because of the alumni. And, yeah, you know, there it, just seems to be that built in audience for whatever reason. Yeah, it's like a, it's a, it's like a weird loyalty. Like I don't want to call it weird, but it's unlike any other sport or industry, I think. Yeah, but, and I wonder, and again, I know we keep saying that, you know, four or five years mm-hmm. we're going to know what this NIL decision is, yeah. but I wonder if that's what kept has kept it so, so from the heart because sure. they're playing out there for the love of the game, for the most part. And, You're getting an education yeah, and, and, and playing for your future. Yeah, but. and you have a chance to recruit whomever, mm-hmm. you know, It's but now it could be weighted. And, and yeah. yeah, I mean, it's... It's going to change college sports, maybe for the, the Yankees. Good. I mean, they have the biggest payroll, and they, they don't win championships. Good. <laughs> good. Keep it that keep way. Keep spending that money and <laughs> keep losing. I'll, I'll do it all day. Awesome. Well, that's... Uh, don't want to end on a losing note, but uh. yeah, let's end, let's end on a high note. We can we can edit around this. Yeah, most definitely. So, uh, well, yeah, I could do a, a Astros prediction. Oh, I mean, okay, I know I would it's love only to. Yeah. yes. Let's uh, let's put in the crystal ball music and. Uh, oh no! I need my Karnak oh, yeah. envelope. Oh, so you know about him, but you don't know about the Southwest hey, Conference. You, you know my uncle. Come on, you're surprised I don't know Karnak. Um, so yeah, obviously I think we're making the playoffs. That's definitely number one. So in the AL, I think we'll just go final four. Um, Astros versus uh Red Sox in the ALCS this year is my guess right now. Um and then Dodgers versus the wildcard Padres in the NLCS uh and the other side. And then Astros playing the Padres in the World Series is my guess. Now, this is all caveat to make sure we make a move for some pitching at the deadline. So, oh, okay. yeah. So, so, like, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got to throw that up. <laughs> um, I still think we can make it without it, but it's a lot less of a sure thing in my mind that we go that far without at least a little bit of uh, addition to our bullpen. Whether that be a trade or uh, a minor leaguer comes up and excels immediately, um, it could be anything like that. But I do think that something's going to have to happen. They keep saying it's going to work itself out. I'm sorry, it's almost August. That's too late. So um, a couple moves from the Astros anticipate at least one, I would say. 
Okay. And I would hope for two, but one, I think we're going to make at least one. I would be shocked if we don't. Got to watch uh, out for that number two. Uh, watch out for the number two. That's uh, sorry. What I miss? Number two, like in, like a shit. Oh. <laughs> I thought you sorry. were doing like Austin Powers. Oh, no. Number two. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. Gotta dude, watch yeah. out for the number two. <laughs> it just took me a second. Uh, and then, yeah, I expect another, maybe the last deep, deep playoff run for a while. Um, this team's... You think they're going to get broken up? Yeah, well... Win, my, lose, or draw, they're good, they're out. My honest opinion is that Correa's gone. I don't want him to leave because he's been playing really well, and I think he's still got a lot of talent. I just don't know if we're going to pay him what I think he he's going to ask for. It is interesting not to not to roll it back again to the NIL stuff, sure, but yeah. it is interesting because I felt like if any team was going to play together for an enamored amount of time, I thought for sure it's going to be those four or five guys I think they and, kept them uh, together as long as they could. Yeah. I mean, it's a business at the end of the day. It and, is. It's not show friends. Yeah. No. And you, you can be friends and play in Miami and play in Houston. I mean, that's yeah. just what it is. And that's like a little sneak at where I think it, Correa is going to end up in Miami. It's my guess. I have no idea. Yeah. But uh, A lot of people are moving to Miami. Yeah. Florida is a cool place now. Yeah. And it's crazy, but it's cool. Just like here. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So... Astros fans, get yourself up for another right. fun October, uh, September, October, because it could be the last super duper fun one for a while. Okay. Maybe not a while, but yeah. it's going to be different the next, you know, as the years go by, this core of players that we've been following along, they will move on at some point. Uh, so enjoy it while you have it. That's what I always say. Awesome. Well, we're definitely going to hold you to that prediction, and we're definitely going to have you back in order Thanks. to look back and see where that prediction is going. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll as we get close to the playoffs. Okay. Now that I know, hey, I, we need to catch a game. Yeah, now that I know your secret location, <laughs> I uh, I can come down or up <laughs> anytime. Depends anytime, on where I'm at. So, yeah, we definitely. Yeah, hey, batter, 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 batter. He can't eat, can't eat, can't eat. Is so weird. no batter, no batter, no batter, no batter. <laughs> Cheese. Yeah. I don't even remember what you say. It is good. Um, yeah, foam dome. Get some uh, <sighs> peanuts, some nachos. Do you drink foam dome? Uh, I usually partake in one. Yeah, it's so like it's, my favorite. It's beer. enough, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, you get it from the the guy that's walking up and down, or you get it from the kiosk. Oh no, I'm talking about Eighth Wonder Brewery. Oh yeah, they, oh, okay. they brew a beer called Foam Dome. Oh, sorry. Or Dome Foam, sorry. Yeah. Uh, and it's like supposed to be their nod at the original, like the Ashram. That beer. recipe they've tried and to replicate. It is, Delicious. Where do you get it? H E B. Oh wow. Okay. Here everything's better, man. That's that's what it's about. Everything. Here everything's better. Not Henry. Oh, that is the H E B. No, it's Henry E. Butts, but Well, I understand that, but no. here everything's better. That's mm-hmm. H E B. Yeah. That stands for H E B. I didn't realize that. That's why yeah, I knew that it was butts. Yeah. yeah. I lived in Brownsville for a while. Oh. Oddly enough, if I only would have known because they had an H E B down there and I'm like yeah. H-E-B. My friends come to visit, and they were like, what does H-E-B stand for? Or stand for? I told them here everything's better. But they also were like, and I told them the real thing is Henry E. Butts, and then they were like, well, we're never going to call it H-E-B. So we're going to call it, they said, they call it the butt market. Oh, wow. So I was like, hey, I'm going to run over to the store. He's like, oh, you going to the butt market? That's what, that's what we call it. Did you leave room with Beavis and Butthead? Yeah, I did. One of my old roommates may as well have been. He's my best friend, but we're totally oh, beavis awesome. and butthead. Lake Tittycock all the way. Oh. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, cool. I think that's it, yeah. Yep, let's close you, it out. You want to do an outro? So, sure. You're yeah. Gonna, no, I'm sure you're going to edit. This is about the time I start the outro music. Okay. And cool. 
So, well, Steve, it was a pleasure being on your show. Uh, thanks, Wes. Always a pleasure having you on. Yeah, thanks You're more for than a guest. Me. I think you're becoming a part of the show. It's Let's awesome. Let's do it. Yeah. And uh, please, anyone out there listening, follow me on Twitter at Living in a Jar. Oh, nice. Yeah. But he makes ships. No, it's just my Twitter account. Oh, okay. Me? Because you know you can put those ships in the jars. Yeah. Or uh, bottles. I guess it's more a bottle. It is a bottle. Uh, thanks for that. I, yeah. I never even put that two and two together. <laughs> It's actually a lyric from a song that I just liked, and it just kind of became my like online oh, nice. profile. Like it's my name for most. Who of Who sings the song? Brand new. Brand new mm-hmm. is the name of the band. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Do they have a, another hit? Uh, you probably it's super sad bastard music. So um, you probably know one or two songs. All right, try me. Here we go. Uh, quiet things that no one ever knows. Are you able to sing a few bars? Um, I saw the western coast. I saw the hospital. Na, 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 na. <laughs> sure, Fred must have loved it when he <laughs> serenaded it, man. <laughs> That's why he hung till uh, three, man. Just play another one, Wes. Uh, yeah. It was <laughs> All cool. Right, let's try. I don't know that one. Try another one. Um, Jesus Christ has a pretty face, the kind of uh, someone you would make if nobody's in your bed. The night's hard to get through. And I, you probably know that okay, one. That That's one like their most popular one. Line, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very lyrically deep yeah. band in general. Like you could see their first albums like super pop punk. Very like we're young and stupid. And then the second album the dude's best friend got in a car or a crash and died and he got antidepressants and you could just totally. Oh, that's in real life. That's not the song. Yeah, that's, that's not what, the song. That oh, like oh literally you God. can tell he did it. Like, oh, like wow. you went from fun loving 19 to my life sucks 22. Oh, like that man. was literally what it was like. Okay. And then it just continued down that road. <laughs> oh, man. But right. I love that it. Sucks. It's like, they're like my favorite band. So. Okay. And the One name of the band was again? Brand new. Brand new. One of my favorite bands. And is that uh, K-N-E-W? No. Just like you bought something brand new. Okay. I didn't know if they went super, like, Super emo. cool. Yeah. Like, you know, we've got to go real emo. We're going go, <laughs> to really make it difficult. Br- my friend people. Brand, he knew. He knew. <laughs> this was it. Yeah. And it was with a T at the end, too. All right. Anything else? All right. I think that's it. Thanks cool. so much, Wes. Talk to you, everybody. And we are so, so glad to be back. Yeah. And I uh, look forward to... Uh, continuing the the repetitive cadence uh, because this has been fun thanks a lot stay cool Jesus Christ that's a pretty face kind you'd find on someone that could say and there you have it that is our first show back we've got many many things planned we've got some live events planned as well as uh, some great guests ahead so uh, please if you like what you're hearing uh, go ahead and subscribe share the word And uh, thanks for uh, tuning in. I look forward to uh, hearing you next time. songs featured during today's podcast, The Quiet Things That No One Ever Knows and Jesus Christ, are solely performed and owned by the band Brand New.